You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's live broadcast of TPC. I'm your host, James Edwards, along with my good friend and comrade, Keith Alexander. Together we have been for so many years on this program, and it just makes me happy that I've lived this long. I believe... We'll find out if I'm right, but uh, that one of the most remarkable breakthroughs in decades may have just occurred uh, over the course of the past few days. Activist and commentator Chris Cantwell is making his second appearance on the broadcast uh, this evening to help us break it all down. But before we get to that, I should say this about Chris, uh, a mutual friend, friend down in Texas, longtime listener and supporter of TPC, uh, sent me a link uh, that uh, of an interview that Chris Cantwell had done with J.F. Gareppi. I, I always butcher the pronunciation of his name, even when he tells me I can't even recite it uh, in the way that he does. But uh, you all know uh, J.F., and uh, he said, you know, this is just an incredible thing. I think Chris Cantwell could be the Charlie Rose of our side, you know, doing these one-on-one biographical interviews. And I said, hey, listen, you don't have to tell me about <laughs> you know, the talent of, of Chris Cantwell. I, I listened, and when Chris made his debut, uh, debut appearance on the program on the very first show of this year, January the 7th, um, we talked about when he served as his own attorney in the Charlottesville trial. And that was the most spellbinding, I don't want to call it a performance as if it was a, a performative art, but it really almost was. I mean, I, I knew instantly, and I'd known Chris Cantwell through reputation for years, of course, but, or by reputation for years. I said, this guy has to have an IQ that's off the charts. And uh, his uh, ability as a presenter is just, uh, he's maybe the most natural, this is what I told our friend in Texas, he's maybe the most naturally gifted talent on our side. And with that said, I welcome him back. Christopher Cantwell, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing so much better after that warm introduction. Thank <laughs> you, sir. That, that was very nice of you, and, um, and I, I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I approached that thing. As uh, when I when I came to it, you know, the, the trial down there, I said this is gonna this is the most important spoken word performance of my life, I think, and uh, I'm glad I was able to live up to the moment. Well, you did more than that. I think you exceeded it. And uh, Keith and I really have to be on the top of our games to uh, to not embarrass ourselves in your company this evening. But yes, indeed. And when you were on with us for that uh, the, that first appearance uh, earlier this year, you can check it out in the archives, ladies and gentlemen. It's really one worth revisiting. You talked about uh, that trial, of course, at length. I listened to the whole thing uh, when it was you know actually happening. And then, of course, your time in prison, some of the interesting cellmates you had uh, other people in your in your block uh, victor boot and others it was just a fascinating interview so it's great to have you back on tonight so with that i would say what have you been doing since january the 7th when we last talked oh there's been a there's been a lot going on i i, I sort of I, I started all these different tech projects and i backburned all of them because i was uh, i wanted to focus on the content you mentioned uh i've had some great interviews you mentioned uh, uh jean-francois garriepi um my my good friend and uh, our radio colleague uh, Ian Freeman, um, uh, I've been I've been focusing on the content largely. I haven't been uh, I haven't been out and about very much, 
but uh, uh, you know, doing a lot of exciting things with the show for sure. Uh, the uh, audio, we were just troubleshooting right before we came live tonight. Your, your audio still seems to be waving in and out a little bit. I don't know if, uh, if that's a <laughs> issue. We might have to switch to sell, but we might have to switch to sell after the break. But uh, um, What are you going to do? It, you, you, know, they you have me now, right? Hose us down. No, you, you sound good now. I just it sometimes ebbs and flows. It, but anyway. It cut, it, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to monitor. We'll, we'll monitor it in real time. We'll just stay as close to the mic as possible. But let me ask you this. So you're creating content, Radical Agenda. We're going to ask you this before the end of the hour. But to give us uh, that uh, website where people can the, the best website for staying in touch with all of your content. The best website is ChristopherCantwell.net. And uh, uh, that's, that's where everything goes. I have another one, SurrealPolitiques.com, which is... Uh, odd spelling but uh that that's my clean show where i where i don't get in trouble with my payment processes <laughs> <laughs> is there such a place where that can uh, still occur so that's far incredible. so far All we'll right. see how so, long that lasts you know <laughs> christophercantwell.net that i get christophercantwell.net yes all right, that's where you want to be, ladies and gentlemen. And again, this guy is a tour, tour de force. Now, we've exchanged all the pleasantries. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Uh, I said before, and we're going to get to that in just a moment, one of the most remarkable breakthroughs perhaps in decades may have just occurred. We'll get to that after the break. But before we get to that and before we get specific about what I'm referring to, what have been your observations in the, all of this content you're producing, Chris? So what are you talking about? I mean, I think a lot of things are happening right now with all of these arrests, the indictments, the historical precedents being made right now with regards to Trump, and that's just one part of it. A lot of things seem to be building up in, in for me, and I gave a talk about this at Amber in very positive ways. Do you, are you reading the tea leaves the same way, or am I entirely misjudging the situation? Well, I, I think uh, the situation that's going on, I mean, I think we're going to get to the ban the ADL thing, and the, the fact yes. that that, tr that that trended the way that it did was was really something. You know, somebody somebody called into my show the other day and asked me about this, and I said, you know, they they asked about the prospects of actually doing it. You know, my my answer to him was, by the time you can ban the ADL, you won't have to, right? Because you know, the entire frame of reference here is that everybody thinks they're the good guys, and as soon you know, the bad guys always lose. All right, now. The, the problem is that not everybody knows who the bad guys are, and so, you know, that's that's kind of the problem, right? As soon as everybody understands that the ADL is a bunch of race hawksters who are out abusing people, well, by that point, let's just go, let's go march John Greenblatt out in front of everybody and, and have him talk as much as possible, right? <laughs> Once they understand what it is that he's doing, the last thing you want to do is ban him from Twitter. And I'm not saying this to be some liberal free speech advocate. I'm just like, yeah, go lie to the people some more, John. Let everybody see you lie. Let's go. Can you come up with something more brazen than you did yesterday, you idiot? You know, go do something like that, you know, because once people understand what it is that they do, then they see that and they get as mad as we do. Right. And so, you know, I don't know how close we are to that phenomenon occurring, but, you know, we're we're a lot closer to it than we were in 2017 for sure. Uh, Chris, this is Keith Alexander. Let me make a hey, Keith. proposal like Jonathan Swift. Uh, you know, I think everybody hears more than they want to hear from Jonathan Greenblatt, okay? He gets to say whatever he wants to say whenever he wants to say it and wherever he wants to say it. Rather than having a lawsuit, I think just banning him in the way that James has been banned from uh, uh, Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, 
that would be a very interesting experiment, that he can't get on there. Then what would he do? Well, we ought to be taking notes because that's what the people that have been banned from Twitter need to be following his, uh, uh, you know, uh, blueprint on this because I I really think that, you know, they are gatekeepers primarily is what they do. They, but, you know, the SPLC is, uh, you know, passe now, but uh, the ADL has been there yesterday, been there today, and will probably be there tomorrow. But if we ban them, give them a little bit of their own medicine, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to influence Facebook, Google, Twitter, every other group into not broadcasting people like James. We need to do give them the same medicine. What do you think about that? Well, let's well, get yeah. that answer. One, yeah. one second, Chris. We'll come to that. we got our first break of the night. Christopher Cantwell, the one and only. ChristopherCantwell.net. Well, we foreshadowed it. We're getting right into this. We're going to spend the rest of the hour, and we're going to chew our food slowly. A lot this to digest a here. Battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Materialistic science states the universe and everything in it emerged from an unguided, chaotic expansion of space-time matter energy labeled the Big Bang. But far from being the result of a chaotic Big Bang, the universe was initiated and put into ordered motion by the Creator. Thomas Jefferson, in the Declaration of Independence, attributed the laws of nature to the Creator, nature's God. Now, the Declaration of Wide Independence by Kyle McDermott sets the record straight from the inception of the laws of nature and of nature's God to the right of all the peoples of mankind to be self-governing within their own homelands. This book provides an ideology to utterly defeat the woke globalist communist tyrants. The Declaration of Wide Independence is a highly recommended addition to community, college, and university library philosophy collections and supplemental curriculum studies lists. Available at the Dixie Republic and Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, DixieRepublic.com, and at Barnes & Noble. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Welcome back, everybody. The one and only Christopher Cantwell, our guest. And we're talking about, as uh, you uh, know by now, the ban the ADL hashtag that uh, really took over the Internet. I, it's the, it was the biggest story online in the last week, and it's it made news uh, outside of that as well. 
Uh, we are going to really do a deep dive into this. I don't want to rush this. I don't want to just say, oh, well, there was a big hashtag trending and it raised a lot of awareness about what the ADL's true nature is and all of that. And, you know, let's just move on. Now, I really want to sink our teeth into this. But Keith uh, was asking you, Chris, and you were about to respond before the break. You know, we should just ban them. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, that's it's, the name it, of it, the thing. It's ban the ADL, not sue the ADL. Well, right. but I mean, OK, but that's that's another issue. Let's not get too far ahead. Elon Musk is now saying he may sue them. But that, we'll get to that in time. I, I, I really want to take it slow on this. But uh, I, I, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, I'm going to vote for Trump, but it is in our best interest that he be lose, that he either lose or be put in prison. Uh, it is in our best interest in some ways that the ADL continue to make these mistakes, that they continue to radicalize people. This is something Elon Musk said, that they are the bigger, the biggest purveyors of anti-Semitism on, on the platform. And I, they are making mistakes and they have no sense of discernment or self-awareness they will continue to make these mistakes so we're not like giving away the game plan here but yes the more that they are out there the more that people see this the more attention that is drawn to them the more noticing that occurs that's a good thing people have to divest themselves of any sort of trust in the system before the change we need can occur you're not voting yourself out of this you're not going to get your, yourself out of it in the courts or whatever but anyway uh, back to whether they should be banned or not what is what is best for us in that and continue on with your observations about this very big story well you know my my thinking about it is that if they, let's say they are banned, it's one more thing. It's a status thing. It's not so much that, you know, the ADL would not lose their voice being banned from Twitter in the way that we have, right? It, it, it's a thing that would say to people, oh, they're bad, right? Because that's what they've done with everything else. It's, you know, they stopped giving people the, um, before they started banning everybody, they started taking away the blue check marks, right? The blue check mark was your status symbol. That was your legitimacy, the um the the you know being banned from twitter meant that you were so bad that you couldn't be heard right well if you do that to the adl of course you know it's not it's not that they can't then go on every major tv network and call you a, an anti-semite it's that people are like oh wait a second i thought that they were unquestionably good it turns out that they're not right and so that's one more step on the path to realizing that you know people figuring out that they're the bad guys and once once people understand that they're the bad guys, well, then, of course, they're in deep trouble indeed. The whole thing it got started, and that's an extra, excellent observation, Chris. Excuse me. The whole thing, of course, got started by Keith Woods, and we all know Keith. Uh, Keith is an, a, a YouTuber from Ireland who started this ban the ADL hashtag, and it, uh, but where it really took off was when Elon Musk began engaging in a conversation with Keith Woods about this and started doubling down on how bad the ADL is. Now, I, I think that is that, again, is truly remarkable. So now uh, in, in just the first 24 hours, now this was several days ago now, Keith Woods is writing on Twitter, or X as it's called now, uh, less than 24 hours uh, over uh, 100,000 posts including the hashtag ban the ADL have been made by X users in support of the initiative. We don't want hateful organizations like the ADL to control the public square any longer. Ban the ADL. That was over a hundred thousand within the first 24 hours. I think you now have an excess of a million different posts that have used the ban the ADL hashtag, not retweets, not likes individual posts. And, and you've got, this is what's I think also interesting to me, Chris, you and I, people like us, Keith, people that we associate with people that we interview on our programs, you know, we've been doing this, whether the tide has been high or low, we've been doing it before it was trendy, before it became sort of like the invoke thing to do. But when I'm watching 
conservative incorporated types like Charlie Kirk, and I say this in, in all the time, people like Charlie Kirk were throwing people out of his own meetings for saying or asking questions, same thing he's doing now. And so he saw the, which way the wind was blowing, and he got in line. Charlie Kirk, here it is. Whatever it was in the past, the ADL is a hate group that dons a religious mask to justify stoking hatred of the left's enemies. Uh, here's Matt Walsh. The ADL is a left-wing extremist group no different than the SPLC, radical leftist organizations propped up by the corporate media. If you want to keep hate off the platform, ban the ADL. Now, that's not anything that we didn't know for years and years and years, Chris, but the fact that you've got people like Walsh and and Kirk and a lot of these conservatives now getting in line, I think that that's something. It just goes to show that there there is a trend occurring here. Keith, very quickly. Well, just remember this. If you go to court, which is what Elon Musk is proposing now, you're playing in their playground, okay? They, don't, they have all the toys over there, and they will win, and you will lose again. On the other hand, you can ban them, and just like uh, Chris was saying, it may cause the light bulb to go off over a, a lot of people's heads that, you know, they're being treated just like they uh, advocate treating other people. Maybe they're just as bad, or maybe they're even worse than the people that they uh, uh, have been able to ban from Twitter in the past. And that's, that's really the whole purpose. We need to let them know that there's not one side that is righteous and one side that isn't. We need to get people opening their minds to be receptive to the idea that maybe the ADL is a, a, a you know a, a sack of fecal matter, okay? And we need to uh, get get that uh, uh, opinion having some currency. And doing this, right. banning them, I think will uh, uh, will you know that that's what I thought was so good about this. That's a great idea. Give them a dose of their own medicine. All right, Chris, your response? Yeah, I I think that the the um. When Woods responds, I'm sorry, when Elon Musk responds to Keith Woods, that's huge, right? Because um, uh, Keith Woods is, uh, you know, in, in the minds of the mainstream media types. I, I read the piece that you sent me in Rolling Stone was hilarious about this, right? And they're just <laughs> seething over this, right? They're like, oh, Elon Musk is such an evil anti-Semite, you know, because he responded to Keith Woods. And Keith Woods doesn't have the approved opinions that we like, you know. And when they see that, you know, Elon Musk is not evil, right, in the minds of most people, but only in the minds of these, like, left-wing fanatics and race hucksters, right? And so people who have been, like, idolizing Elon Musk because he's going to save us from climate change or whatever, and then they turn around and they're like, oh, well, you know, you, these people are mistreating Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is going to save us from climate change with his electric cars. Why are they being mean to him now, you know? Anybody, anything that causes them to question that narrative is huge in my book. We're going to get into what I know Keith wants to talk about, the hypothetical lawsuit that Musk has uh, pump faked on. I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe he's thinking about it. Maybe he won't do it. It doesn't matter. I think the fact that it's all everything Musk says gets amplified by the global media. You mentioned that Rolling Stone piece that I sent you. The, the headline reads, Elon Musk wades deeper into anti-Semitic propaganda. And then the, the, the sub-headline is... Uh, Alex Jones even uh, started piping in on that tune. 
The CEO is helping to amplify a hashtag campaign against the Anti-Defamation League, a civil rights group that combats hate speech. So I don't even know. Just in the headline, there's about three or four lies there. Uh, but again, responding directly to Keith Woods. And he's done it about a dozen times over the course of this in the last week. Directly to Keith Woods and others who have joined in. The ADL has tried very hard to strangle Twitter. You have Andrew Torba, who's always been on the right side of this issue over at Gab. But he's also on Twitter, too. The ADL lobbied the DOJ to investigate Gab and throw me in jail after January 6th, even though I didn't even attend the rally banned the adl uh, awful lot of noticing going on chris awful lot of noticing yeah exactly and so you know it's it's all of these things are coming together all at the same time and it's i i feel like it, it when you go out and you deceive people all the time you know what a tangled web we weave right and so the adl has basically put themselves in this corner i actually just just before we came on the air i i was going through the different tweets about this um the story and I and I ended up reading something at Tablet Magazine, which is actually like a Jewish publication, is my understanding of it, and or at least the guy writing was Jewish, and he's like, look, you know, the, the ADL basically abandoned us and became this, you know, partisan Democrat Democrat outfit, you know. Now whether that's the case or not is another question, but they definitely became a partisan Democrat outfit for sure, you know, and they have totally discredited themselves and they've been doing this. And they and they and they have become so comfortable in this idea that their critics will be silenced and they will be amplified. And so they've done all of the stupid, idiotic things that one might do met with that comfort. And now they're they're coming to this. They're approaching this point where they're they're meeting scrutiny and they they, they absolutely cannot stand that. So, you know, maybe you got into a courtroom and maybe the judge is, you know, so and so's cousin or whatever. And, you know, you don't you don't actually win the lawsuit. Maybe maybe you do. But it all nips away at that frame of reference where the ADL is a civil rights organization. Right. The, you know, when when Rolling Stone calls them a civil rights organization and it's like based on the fact that they're a civil rights organization, everybody that attacks them is an evil anti-Semite. Well, as soon as somebody understands that they're the Democrat Party, as soon as they understand that they're something other than the people who are fighting for truth and justice, you know, then everybody who said the ADL is a civil rights organization and you're evil for attacking them. As soon as that happens, it's over. And the, it is crumbling. I mean, you are beginning to see it. Are they still powerful? Are they still lavishly funded to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars? Of course. But is it be, is the foundation beginning to crumble? That's what we're asking. And is this as big of a deal as I believe it to be? We'll ask our esteemed guest, Chris Cantwell, uh, that when we come back. And much more. James Evans, Keith Alexander, Chris Cantwell. We'll be right back. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Corey Myers. About 200 law enforcement personnel searching for escaped convicted murderer Danello Cavalcanti in eastern Pennsylvania, hoping to stress him out of hiding as the manhunt continues today, stretching into its seventh day. Robert Clark, a supervisory deputy U.S. Marshal for Pennsylvania's Eastern District, told CNN last night. The photos confirm that Cavalcanti has not changed his appearance, but also that he has obtained a backpack a duffel sling type pack and a hooded sweatshirt. 
Cavalcanti, 34, escaped from Chester County Prison on Thursday. The search perimeter expanding a little this week after a trail cam recorded him on Monday at a popular botanical garden nearly three miles from the prison and just south of where police were looking for him. Tropical Storm Lee expected to rapidly intensify into a Category 3 hurricane in the Atlantic Ocean by this weekend. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. The tropical storm right now packing maximum sustained winds of 65 miles an hour is about 1,300 miles east-southeast of the northern Leeward Islands. Some Americans have given up on flu shots because almost everyone remembers a season when they got one and then got sick anyway. Now the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention want to reset expectations about what these annual vaccines can and can't do. They're rolling out new ads hoping it will increase confidence in the vaccines with a clear, straightforward message. The flu vaccine won't keep a person from getting sick, but it will tame that infection taking it from wild to mild, the tagline for the new campaign. This is USA News. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile App is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Hey, y'all, this is Ronte. And a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the pimento cheese. I was like, go cheese, go pimento, go honey, go get it. Hi, this is Shantrice, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich is the mild spiciness of the pickled jalapenos. No, it's the crispy chicken. Actually, I can't decide. It's the entire sandwich. Order the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. Welcome back, everybody. Continuing the conversation about the ADL with Christopher Cantwell. And what a conversation it is. Elon Musk, you know, Keith Woods. Uh, we were with Keith Woods, what, Keith, two or three weeks ago? And um, talking to him, he could have done the band, the ADL thing, and it gone to the usual suspects, and that would have been good enough. I mean, uh, that's all any of us can do. You, you can't predict or project when you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. But the fact that Elon Musk, for whatever reason and however it occurred, saw that and began to amplify it, not just once, not just twice, but many times. Uh, it, Musk was amplifying, Chris, just about everything Woods wrote about the ADL last week. I, even, I think, uh, the uh, story of little Mary uh, Fagan and Leo Frank, uh, Musk would respond, wow, or interesting or, or post an emoji and every time he does that of course he's drawing attention to it i mean he's, he's certainly putting the spotlight on it and uh as i said a moment ago uh in response directly to keith woods about the ban the adl elon musk wrote the adl because they are so aggressive in their demands to ban social media accounts for even minor infractions are ironically the biggest generators of anti-semitism on this platform that is a remarkable thing for the world's most uh the world's richest man to say chris and here's another thing that i know we have to have assistance from guys like this. 
All revolutions are top-down. Even, even my ancestors who fought in the war between the states, it wasn't, you know, my grandfathers who were poor farmers that they did their duty. They went off to battle and they fought. But, it, you know, the, the leaders of the Confederacy were former war heroes and elected officials and senators and congressmen. Big shots. Yeah, exactly. So this is the way it is. You know, I, I love contrarian paupers without a pot, pot to piss in as much as anybody else, but we're going to need a little help. You see how Watt Tyler's rebellion ended up. That's why we need to have uh, people like Elon Musk on our side he does have power and he needs to use that power in the way that power has been used against us and when you get somebody chris like musk who's beginning to say these things or favorably responding to people like keith what's were saying these things it makes the truth a lot more contagious and a lot easier to tell well you know it, it reminds me of uh when i went down to virginia in 2017 and i did this, this bit with vice news you know they asked me you know, about yeah. <laughs> what I thought I might accomplish, you know. And I said, well, you know, basically I'm going to go out here and I'm going to say what I have to say until somebody with power, you know, hears what it is. And then their their mind is turned on to the things that we have concerns about, right? And that seems to be what has happened to some extent with Elon Musk, that he is – He's 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 been uh, red-pilled, right? He, he's I don't know how red-pilled he is, but certainly he he seems to understand to a greater extent than the average American voter, you know, what's going on in this country. And he has he has no choice to because now he's in control of the levers of speech and he knows who's trying to pull on those levers. Right. And so and he he's a target. That, he's a target that they've gone after like they've gone after us. So now he's it, walking a mile exactly. in our shoes. You know, and so like you know, I was watching. I was watching the prospect of him buying Twitter. I was I was in prison when this was happening. I was like, "There's no way he's going to do it." And if he does it, it's not going to be a free speech platform because somebody turn around, blow his brains out before they allowed that to happen, right? But I, I, uh, and he hasn't, of course. I've already been banned from Twitter, which is why it's a good thing that it's X now because X is a whole new thing. And I'm on their talk radio deity. If anybody wants to go find me. Um, and so, you know, I'm on X. It's a whole new thing. I've, I've never been banned from X. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not it's not a it's not a free speech platform by any stretch of the imagination. You go try to talk about really what's behind what's going on with the ADL. And, you know, you'll get banned for hateful conduct. Right. But you can talk about them much more than you could under the under the uh, under the leadership of a man like Jack Dorsey. Right. And so every step that every step closer that we get to. You know, shattering these frames of reference is, is huge. You know, I, I made also made to think about, you know, the reason that the left was committing so many crimes throughout the presidency of Donald Trump. You, you heard them say all the time. They're like they don't want to normalize Trump. Right. They don't want the they want Trump to be associated with chaos and violence, even if they're the ones committing the chaos and violence. And so they try to make Trump abnormal. It's, a, it's an aberration of history that we must forget about and move beyond, right? And so when, when somebody like Elon Musk goes out and says, oh, you know, the, the ADL uh, is, uh, was created to go save some rapist and blame a black man, well, like, this is completely, that, sh that it shatters <laughs> the whole frame of reference. The, like, that's not normal. You're not normal. You're a bunch of criminals who are trying to hurt people. That's not normal. And so they're, they're, they're being deprived of the concept that they're normal. The people that they're attacking are being given the, you know, the, the, the situation of Keith Woods engaging with Elon Musk says, like, oh, you're actually like a person who matters and you're respected, you know, and people being able to get that blue check mark now. It's been diminished by the nature of what it is to some extent. 
but you know you have it in any case right and so people still have that frame of reference you know you're you're normalizing these people you're making these people abnormal and that that whole change of the overton window is something that i don't think we could have predicted six years ago Absolutely not. I, I I have said this so many times. I mean, a, a lot of it started happening during the Trump age, of course. I think, of course, when Trump started to get attacked incessantly as a racist, as a white supremacist, as, as a Nazi, as a fascist, all of this stuff from the time he first announced his original campaign against Clinton all the way through his administration, I think that certainly did a lot to numb people to these charges. Hey, the president of the United States being called this must not be, you know, too valid. Uh, especially for, you know, Trump certainly didn't do anything to earn those things. Uh, you, I don't even think he ever mentioned white people until the very end of the of the of the uh, reelection campaign. But, uh, it, of course, we like the wall and we, he said a lot of things that white people agreed with. It was just what got him but in trouble to begin with. But uh, so there, there was a lot of awakening on that issue. But since 2020, since George Floyd, especially and into the Biden uh, era, there has just been so much awakening on racial issues, so much now that uh, so many establishment mainstream conservatives are really saying the things that we were saying so for so many years on race. The Really, the one frontier that had not been penetrated, in my opinion, until this week was Jewish power and influence. And now uh, it's, you know, obviously it's still very strong, very formidable. But I do believe uh, there has been they've, they've uh, one of the bricks has fallen out this week. I mean, uh, Chris, am I putting too much of an emphasis on? No, what we've seen I don't. This week? I don't think that you are. It's one of these things. I actually, um, I had a conversation on a, a, a forum that was not political at all, a, a web hosting uh, place. Lowendtalk.com is a place for discounted web hosting. I frequent very much, and and so I ended up in this conversation over there, and it's sort of gotten to a point where. If you talk about Jewish power, people no longer say that it doesn't exist. They justify it, right? And so like, it, it, it used to be a thing that like people said, like, no, there's no such thing as Jewish power. You're a conspiracy theorist. Now they're like, well, they deserve it because they're they, – they, and they'll go into, like, genetic aspects of IQ, right? Yeah, I'm like, okay, how do the blacks, that. right? <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> go, it, oh, well, the Jews have run the country because they have high IQs. Why do blacks fill the prisons? Shut up, racist. And so, like, it, that, this is what has become of it, and it's really, really amusing to watch. Yeah, what I was going to say, Chris, is this. You know, you made a very, uh, I think, uh, pointed comment early on about, you know, you're, uh, we're a civil rights organization, the uh, ADL says, and they try to tap into blacks. Basically, they've been trying to tag along after blacks. They've basically sanctified the civil rights movement as righteous and holy. You know, there are all sorts of people in America and in the world that say that, well, Alas, leftism has gone astray, but boy, they were righteous and holy back then in the 50s and 60s in the civil rights movement, and therefore we know their heart's in the, uh, you know, the right place. Well, and then the Jews would tag along and say, we're just like blacks. We're oppressed uh, and whatnot, too. <laughs> Forget the fact that we're rich and all this. But <clears throat> that's what we've got to break through. We've got to break through that uh, Chinese wall, I guess, that paper wall that they've created and still maintain. And I think the beginning steps of that may have just may have just happened. It's observably so and in real time. Yeah, see, we understand that the civil rights movement was just another radical egalitarian movement intended to destroy America and, in a larger sense, Western civilization. But you know, and we know who was behind it too. Yeah, right. We know <laughs> There's who was a commonality it and there. Masterminding but, it. 
Uh, there's certainly a commonality there with the ADL founders. But uh, anyway, Chris, we're coming up on a break. Give you the last word of this segment. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'm made to think of the Charlottesville trial. They had this uh, this Holocaust expert come in and, you know, she said, um, oh, they believe yeah. that the Jews uh, are smart, but they're Deborah like using the, they're using other minorities. And, and funny enough, Matt Heimbach's lawyer asked them, her, is that true? And then the plaintiffs objected. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and so, like, they really don't want to talk about that, but that's exactly what it is, right? The Leo Frank thing spells it out the best, right? You know, they're like, okay, we got to go save this Jewish rapist. And, and that's the reason the idea guy. was founded. And we're founded the civil rights organization that takes up for other minorities. Yeah, well, see, that's it. And see, what she tried to do in Charlottesville was we want to use the same techniques and the same uh, blueprint that she used in the civil rights movement peaceful protest. We're going to be treated just like Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson and all this. And then we found out, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, uh, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others, right? <laughs> Hold on right there, gentlemen. Hold on right there. My goodness. What a conversation. What a topic. What a time to be alive. We'll be back with uh, Chris Cantwell, ChristopherCantwell.net. Check it out. Support the work. He's at the very tip of the spear. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern nation, what is Southern nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, and Wilson Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixies, Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. You know, I learned very early on in my career because it took me all of about uh, six weeks <laughs> to get on the ADL and the SPLC to get them all over me. 
Uh, but it was a totally different world in 2004 when we first went on the air in 2005 and in 2006 when uh, really there wasn't any other media like this, <clears throat> not broadcast media anyway. There, there, there were websites. and I mean, you, when we first went on the air, I think uh, Twitter hadn't even been invented yet, and, and maybe Facebook had just launched. Uh, I mean, YouTube certainly wasn't there yet. So that's how far back it goes. And it was a different time there for so many reasons. Conservatives, you know, quote-unquote conservatives were scared to death about being attacked or labeled by the SPLC or the ADL. And when they first came after me, I mean, believe me, nobody wants it to happen. I think now it's actually it has actually gotten that far where conservatives are now saying, hey, if you're not being attacked by the SPLC, you're not doing something right. Well, I was saying that 20 years ago, and I can remember. I mean, I didn't like it at first. I was like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but if they – if they if they take me down, I'm going to go down with my integrity. So when I was asked about it in the press, I just said, hey, I'm ecstatic to be on their list. I, I think you haven't arrived until you get the. But that wasn't the way it was back then, Chris. People would willingly offer their principles, their convictions, their beliefs. I, I knew that there was never going to be that these people were dishonest. All right. And you could not curry favor with them. The only thing you could do, you could choose whether or not. You could offer them your self-respect and your dignity. And I said, well, we're not going to give them that. And they can say and do whatever they're going to say and do, but we're not going to apologize. We're not going to grovel. We're not going to say I didn't mean this. We're going to say we did mean it, and we do mean it, and we're not apologizing, and we're right. Hold on. Hold on. Your, your mic's not on, Keith. I was going to say that they were so used to having the moral high ground that it absolutely wrong-footed them to have somebody come back and defy them like that. Well, but now, here's the point. Now, here, here again, major conservative influencers, okay, let's just put it that way. And, I, you know, you can do what you want with the word conservative. You know what I'm talking about. People that, you know, are, are beginning to come our way on some issues, but they, they certainly weren't uh, laying the, the, you know, the cornerstone. But here, here's another one. The fact uh, that Ban the ADL is trending shows how done people are with, quote, we're labeling everything we don't like as hateful, racist, dangerous, far right, end quote. People aren't afraid of your intimidation tactics anymore. Uh, Jonathan Greenblatt and, and this person tagged. This is Eva Vlar, short name, a short first name, long last name, Eva Vlar Dinger broke. Uh, anyway, you've, uh, your labels have lost their power. So now you're seeing major conservative influencers, Chris, say these things. And again, there's nothing earth shattering about what they're saying. But the fact that they are saying them is you've got a lot of people now, you know, training a site on the ADL, rhetorically speaking. And I just think it's wonderful. And it all started yeah. with Keith Woods and, and Elon Musk this week. Well, you know, here's the thing. And it's I've had to think about this a lot in recent months, right? Uh, I when I started doing the radical agenda, I wanted to do a, an edgy, you know, shock jock type of radio show. Right. I was inspired largely by Opie and Anthony. And I tried to, like, work in this you know, yeah. libertarian political angle to it. And I cursed on the air and I and I said things that, you know, some of the things I've said over the years, I'm, I'm very not proud of, frankly. But, you know, when I got into uh, what could be described as the alt right, um, you know, that's when I was sort of introduced to this concept of the Overton window and this idea that you could shift this. Um, and there's, you know, different theories on how you might do that. And I and I thought for myself, I was like, oh, well, this is perfect because I don't care if I offend people. So I'll do the most I'll say the most shocking things that I possibly can. And I and I ran into a, lo a lot of trouble, as you know, um, as a consequence of this. And, you know, there's times when I've been forced to question the wisdom of that. But what I, what I can say is that I, I think actually, you know, overall, while, you know, every, anybody given a nuclear DeLorean might go back and change a thing or two, um, I do think that we've really, we, we served our purpose, right? We did that, 
we 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 shattered all these taboos and sure. we when we when we sort of tested we found the limits of speech right and we expanded them in the process and there was a lot of suffering and a lot of costs that you know some of the some of the costs that we incurred are arguably not worth it and it's always worth analyzing these things going forward but what we did was we shattered the entire frame of reference you know we 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 tore the mask off of so many of these people you know in the course of what we were doing and uh I think that that is largely responsible for for what it is we're looking at now. Chris, this is Keith. Uh, See, I go back far enough where it was the American Free Press, the Council of Conservative Citizens. Uh, You just had the Alphabet Soup Networks. They had a monopoly on this. We were far on the fringes. You had to have a printing press and actually mail stuff out to people. But then the Internet happened. And the Internet was our wedge. That's how we got our message out there. And then the next step is going to be gaining control of major uh, networks and exponents of information, things like that, so that we can compete. And this is why the Elon Musk ban the ADL movement is so promising to us. Finally, we've got a multimillionaire that owns one of these media outlets and we can use that multi-billionaire <laughs> multi-billionaire and turn this thing on them basically let them walk a mile in our shoes get banned and get the message out to people that you know look these people do not have the moral high ground in fact if anything they have feet of clay and this is what is you know that this is what the change has been the change has been the internet and now if we get this next piece of the puzzle put here we can really start getting on an even footing with them, and that will, that, that will scare the bejeebers out of them. Well, and, and again, you have Keith Woods exposing this ADL, uh, exposing the ADL for what it really is to a huge audience. He's also pressuring Musk to restore major accounts that have been banned. He's mentioned uh, yours truly, Jared Taylor, um, Kevin McDonald, and, and then in the response, you say, well, what about David Duke? You know, all of these people, Chris has been banned. Uh, so I mean, this is this is something, uh, and, and and again, it's changing uh, quickly enough that that you can see it uh, and you can feel it. Now, whether or not uh, this moves forward into to a lawsuit, because uh, since this began about a week ago, it hasn't even been a week as we sit here on Saturday. I mean, maybe a little bit more than a week ago now that we sit here on Saturday night. It was last week uh, is when it started uh, early last weekend. Okay. But now it's gone from Elon Musk, you know, sort of engaging in this conversation about anti-Semitism with Keith Woods, who, again, is a guy that, you know, plays on our playground. Uh, he, uh, Elon Musk is now offering, hey, you know, in order to really clear our platform's name, it looks like we're not going to have a choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the Anti-Defamation League. So I don't know. I mean, you know, the courts are criminally corrupt. You're not going to... Vote your way out of You're going to lose if you go to court. But, I mean, just the fact that he's threatening it, I think, has some value. And if he actually does take it to court, my God, would I like to see. I mean, Chris, you have a lot of experience. War, I'd like to see the, um, uh, Keith, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the, the pretrial stuff. The discovery. Uh, the discovery. Discovery, yeah, I knew that word. All right, so anyway, what do you think? I, I think that the discovery is the most interesting part of this, right? And, and and Elon Musk was speculating about this. So if 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 the Anti Defamation League is put in a position where they have to give up all communications where they've tried to get a social media account censored, and that's put into public evidence in a public case, I, I'm actually not so certain that 
you're axiomatically going to lose in court. I, I think that the ADL starts trying to settle that case in the discovery phase. They don't want that information coming out for one, right? If they all depend they, on the venue that you take. You're going to have to find the right court just like they found the right court in D.C. and Atlanta. Well, you know, there's there's some truth to that for sure. But you think about you think about what Jonathan Greenblatt's going to say when he gets a subpoena that he's got to give up every email where he tried to have an account shut down and all of the things that he did comfortable in his position, not thinking that that day would ever come. Right. So he he's been out saying probably outrageous things to people. He's been lying, certainly. And so the idea that he's going to have all of these lies made public as the head of the Anti-Defamation League, I, I, I suspect that he's going to turn around and be like, how many millions of dollars do you want? Right now, Elon Musk is in a position where he's like, well, I just spent 40 billion dollars on this thing. You want to cough up 40 billion dollars? You just cost me half my revenue. You uh, we're on broadcast radio. Uh, <laughs> it's a, um. Well, what it what it will be, Chris, is like this. It, Chris, it's going to be like the impeachment that is being proposed uh, on Joe Biden. They know they don't have a snowball's chance in hell of actually getting Joe Biden removed because the Democrats control the Senate, and the Senate makes the ultimate decision on whether you're removed from office or not. The purpose is to have this show trial. That would be the purpose to have a lawsuit against uh, the ADL. And, of course, there's a lot. For example, it's come out recently, Ron Unz reported on this, that all of this dirt on Martin Luther King that J. Edgar Hoover was pilloried about and was, you know, uh, it was a big bone of contention in the civil rights movement. The group that actually gathered all that information and gave their file to the FBI was the ADL. They're the ones that are responsible for all that dirt they got on Martin Luther King. Stuff like that comes out, and, I mean, uh, the ADL is going to be back on their heels. And if – all right, I'll let you in on a little secret, ladies and gentlemen, as we broadcast this evening. Uh, It's something I don't normally do. Very rarely uh, do we keep a guest longer than an hour. I like one hour, one guest. It's nice and neat. That's the way we normally do it. Then you have the eight-hour, ten-minute, excuse me, eight-hour, eight to ten-minute top of the news break. you got to ask the guest to to stay over for. So typically we have one hour, one guest. This is going to be one of those rare exceptions. Uh, During the last commercial break, we asked uh, Mr. Cantwell if he would stick with us into the second hour of tonight's live broadcast because, uh, number one, He's great. And number two, I just don't think we've quite plumbed the depths of this story yet, and I want to continue to give it a comprehensive treatment. So that's what we will do when we come back. And when we do come back, we will talk a little bit more. Uh, we'll pick up with what we're, we're uh, getting to now, and that is Musk's threat of filing a defamation suit against the so-called Anti-Defamation League. Uh, and we'll pick up there. Uh, when we come back. But before we go to break, and the music's going to start any second, Chris, just anything else you would say to sort of uh, put a capstone on this hour of conversation? I, I just I just want to thank you for trying to cover for me. What actually happened was I took one of the producers hostage. I was like, you people are not getting rid of me. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> if, I have to, if I have to hurt somebody, I will. You're not getting, I'm staying on this show. <laughs> 
Hey, we're happy to have you, my friend, and we're happy to have you carry over into the second hour tonight, uh, 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 hostage situation or not, and uh, we will look forward to it. So sit tight, everybody, our guest included. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes as this conversation, hashtag ban the ADL. If you're still able to post on X, why don't you get in on the party and uh, put a tweet out with that uh, in your message tonight, and we'll be right back. Are you prepared to bug out? Infidel Body Armor and an Army Ranger have produced a high-speed DVD and book to show you how to drive in combat, patrol, and how to survive in combat. Skills you'll need when it hits the fan. Go to DrivenDVD.com. DrivenDVD.com. Herbs have been used by people since the dawn of time. When Rockefeller introduced allopathic medicine, many herbal remedies fell by the wayside as people put their faith in prescription pills, and the world just gets sicker. Here at Heathen Herbs, we look to the past and to nature for answers. We offer tinctures, magnesium skin cream, lip balm, tooth powder, colloidal silver throat spray, and more. Check us out at HeathenHerbs.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The Political Cesspool on ResolutionRDO.com. Call and listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607 203 Five, four, two, three. You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more. Up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Welcome back, everybody, to tonight's second hour as we continue our live discussion this Saturday evening, September the 9th with... The one and only Chris Cantwell, ChristopherCantwell.net. I'm at the website right now. You can stay tuned uh, to all of his content, uh, Surreal Politics, The Radical Agenda, of course, uh, there at ChristopherCantwell.net. Chris, thanks for sticking through the break with us and uh, continuing on with us during this second hour. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. If if you don't mind me giving away some of your uh, some free advertising here, you during the break played an ad for American Free Press, and I just want to say what a fine publication. If you know anybody who's in prison and like they're starved for information in there, get your friend who's who's locked up. Get them a, a subscription to the American Free Press. Those people like kept us alive when I was in there. Matt Hale had a, a subscription to that, and uh, it was uh, it was a, a valuable resource. We have a lot of friends like that, and we even had them before Charlottesville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got more friends in prison now than we used to, but I think everybody probably got somebody on that list. Well, thank you for saying that. Yes, they have a you know, fantastic publication. I mean, that goes back to the spotlight days with the uh, legendary Willis Cardo. And, uh, yeah, well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, they're good friends, uh, Paul Angel and... John Friend, uh, they do a good job over there with uh, with that uh, particular newspaper. So of course we want everybody to uh, to subscribe, and it's it's priced to sell. Uh, you know, seven, you know, very very inexpensive to get a uh, annual subscription. Anyway, uh, but thank you for saying that, Chris. Now back to the discussion we've been having about the hashtag ban the ADL, how it's been amplified by one of the world's most powerful men and its richest man, Elon Musk, uh, having this uh, ongoing, continuous uh, conversation over the last several days with Keith Woods, uh, which is just wonderful. I emailed Keith Woods a couple of days ago, and I said, "You are the man of the hour. Enjoy this." Uh, I'm so proud. You just you can't you you can do all the right things, but you never you don't you can't anticipate when it, things are just going to hit for you. And this has just been a wonderful thing that Keith has done, and he has not backed down at all. I mean, basically his whole timeline now on Twitter is ban the ADL you know, and other things and, related. And it to also it. shows you who the cucks are. You saw how Alex Jones basically distanced himself away <laughs> from the movement. Oh my god! Well, he said I that. Saw the, that. Go, yeah, I, explain I saw it, that Chris. video of Alex Jones being they're the most pro Hitler organization ever, and I was like, "Well, don't <laughs> don't flatter these people." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that tells something bad about them. Well, I mean, that, that was the. Th- I mean, I, I don't understand. I mean, the the way the ground is shifting, the way that it has shifted over the last three or four years, especially since George Floyd, the way it is continuing to shift. I'm really wondering, you know, what Alex Jones is. Uh, audience is going to be in a few years all, all, all Alex Jones needs to do now is retiring I'll get Jenny Craig behind him and lose some well, weight I mean he's he's had a lot of trouble too and I agree with some of the things he says but he's never been really good on that particular issue but anyway going back to the lawsuit the hype you know the, the potential lawsuit uh, Elon Musk says he's, he's going to have to sue the ADL for defamation and uh, I believe another response to Keith Woods he's, uh, he's saying that uh uh, in our case, they would potentially be on the hook for destroying half the value of the company, so roughly $22 billion. So, again, Chris, what you have here is the richest man in the world, the richest man in the world on a collision course with this mafia to expose the conspiracy of censoring the Internet in court. I mean, that's what you would basically have if, 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 and it's a big if still at this point, if it moves forward. Well, you know, if Elon Musk is going to sue the ADL for defamation, I just I, I don't think that I can volunteer to represent them since I don't have a law license, but I'll volunteer. <laughs> They'd to, be lucky if you did. I will participate in any way that I can. And, if uh, you know, I would love to be cross-examining Jonathan Greenblatt. I think that would be the greatest uh, that would be the greatest thing that ever crossed, uh, you know, ever greatest thing ever to be produced in sound, say. And and I would be very very happy about that. But you know, the, the uh, as we say, they're chipping away at this narrative. And um, I would any possibility that I could play in that, I'd be very grateful. 
Well, Chris, you got to be careful now with Jonathan Greenplant. He's such an attractive person, you know, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting on the other side. I mean, if I were going to cast a remake of Nosferatu, he would be my first choice. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You know, um, it, it, they're, uh, but uh, they're, they're, Image is fading fast for sure, and so once they start well, looking well, at what him, an the image! They, they, <laughs> I don't think that, that image can fade him. much faster. Well, it's just yeah. it, 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 again, Chris. This is the thing you look at. You look at history. I mean, history can tell you so much about where the future is. I, I have said this, and I said it in, a, in my talk at Amron. I mean, we all had the misfortune of being born during this nadir of the American experiment, where you know it just it was a downtime for our, our ideas over the course of you know since post World War II, this new post World War II order. But you know, I mean, as bad as the ADL was, and I can remember we were talking about Pat Buchanan a, a, a second ago uh, off the air, but I can remember Pat Buchanan being asked on national public radio back god i don't know how long it's been now 15 years ago they they asked him about him coming on the political cesspool and he said well am i am i supposed to get permission from abe foxman who was the head of the adl at the time he said am i supposed to get permission from abe foxman as to whether or not i can talk to james edwards this is what he said on on uh, NPR. Uh, npr so this was nothing new but greenblatt has taken it so much so much further now and it's it's not as that and, and you you wonder i mean why i, I wonder chris and all we can do is speculate. Uh, here's another thing from Elon Musk. Very quickly, I'll say this before I ask the question. Elon Musk posted to uh, his his uh, Twitter handle, at Elon Musk, an article, an uh, interesting article uh, is all he put. And then he links to this article that says the ADL is bad as you think. Or the ADL is as bad as you think. It has a picture of Jonathan Greenblatt on one side and uh, Al Sharpton on the other. So I do think that Musk is, is certainly motivated. I think if I had to guess, now Musk is a mixed bag. I mean, I'm still banned and other, you're still banned. And I mean, you've got a new thing now, but I mean, you've been banned before and others that we know are banned. And some of us have been banned on Musk's watch, whereas we weren't banned prior to that. So it's, you know, there's still some things there that don't necessarily add up. But I do think that he is genuinely anti-woke. I, I think we've seen enough from him. I think he's legitimately, I don't know, where he stands on all of our issues, but I do think that he's opposed to the woke agenda by and large. And I do think that he is financially motivated to want to take a, a, a punch at the ADL. And, I, and it would really be good if he does have that trial and finds out all this junk that the ADL has been in from its inception, like the Leo Frank trial, like digging up dirt on Martin Luther King, all of this stuff. I mean, we could make him into Well, if you keep telling number. me the ADL was the one who dug up the stuff on King, you're going to make me reassess my opinion on the ADL. But uh, anyway, but no, uh, I, I do think he has a, a personal motivation to do this. I don't think he's doing it because he's so righteous and he, he, he wants to, to, to hurt the bad guys and stand up for, yeah, for yeah. what's right. I think he's doing it because of what they've done to him. But that's fine. I don't care what his motivation is. But if you're a fly on the wall at the ADL headquarters, do you think there's any consternation there? Or do you think that they are just too disconnected from reality to understand what may be happening here? I, I think that's I think an interesting question. I, I suspect there's some consternation there. I don't think that I don't think they're capable of understanding the depth of the gravity of the situation that they're involved in because their their frame of reference is that they'll always win, right? They, they, I don't think it crosses their mind that they're about to lose. They're like, oh, well, this is going to be a pain in the neck. How do we beat this thing? And I, I'm not sure that they've realized that they might. Okay, win. let's stop right there. And I, we're going to go straight back to Chris Cantwell after the break. I want to continue to uh, hear his thoughts on that because I, this is something that I think will make for an interesting conversation.
Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime... There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21, our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3, the many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27, the beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. As Christopher Cantwell said earlier, it's not as though the ADL needs their handles on Twitter. Uh, They command the microphone of the entire establishment media. And they are still a very, very formidable opponent, and they can still put your lights out. There's no doubt about it. They're lavishly funded, and they are very powerful. However, are there beginning to be a few cracks in the dam? uh, We were asking you this before uh, the the break, uh, Chris, and, and I agree. I I don't know if they have the ability for self-awareness or discernment. I mean, certainly some of these same people throughout history have made themselves uh, unwoken, uh, un, uh, unwelcomed elements of, of their society, and I wonder if it may be happening again. Yeah, I think, you know, we ha- we have the opposite pathology on our side that you know there's a lot of guys on our side who think that we can't win so what we do doesn't matter fundamentally right and the ADL and their types they think that they can't lose so it doesn't matter fundamentally what they do either way you know you're 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 headed for catastrophe if you're in that mindset the idea is you know we can lose and we have to try really hard to win and if you're on, if you're on either side of that equation if you're if you're saying well you know there's no way that we could win so we might as well just throw up our hands or if you're saying oh well there's no way that we can lose so that you know we can behave however we see fit you know that means you're going to lose right it's it's the people who are like all right we we have to try really hard to win those are the people who come out ahead in the end 
Uh, Chris, this is Keith again. Uh, basically, Jonathan Greenblatt, we couldn't have gone to Central Casting and found a better guy to be the spokesman for the ADL. He is like a <laughs> kamikaze pilot. He cannot resist the temptation. He goes in full war, you know, um, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead on everything. So he's the type of guy that could be led into taking positions that he doesn't uh, he is not aware are unpopular to normies out here and that's yeah i'd, why I'd I say think, that that's I think he would really be good yeah i, I think ahead. that that's precisely what has happened right that's the pathology right that i'm so powerful that i can say whatever i want you know like joe biden does this all the time that he like goes places what was the thing he recently said that you know his house burned down and it was like his toaster smoked some toast or something you know, he, he, <laughs> yeah, you know. he went, went to Maui and said, I know what you, I can feel your pain because I actually had a grease fire in my uh, kitchen once. <laughs> you know, he makes up these stories as if nobody's going to cross reference them because he's so comfortable in his position that he doesn't think that he has anything to fear from scrutiny. Right. And, you know, J Joe Biden has, you know, comorbid conditions that he's, you know, he's he's about to fall asleep and not wake up. But, you know. The, the, it's the same phenomenon fundamentally that these people don't think that they're subject to scrutiny because they are so in control of the information that that they have they have nothing to fear. And the whole way that they can the whole way that they obtain their power was by understanding the concept of narrative and meme and, and how information works. And once they became so comfortable in their positions, they, they gave up all effort to you know, make their narratives believable, right? Go, oh, we're just, we're a civil rights organization and we're, you know, just looking out for minorities or whatever becomes, okay, what we're actually going to do is drug them, mutilate your children in sex sexual experiments in kindergarten, right? You know, the, the stupid transgender gra you know, drag queen story hour nonsense becomes the new fad and everybody jumps on board with it. And it's like, oh, if you don't like transgender people reading, you know, Lawn Boy to your, your child in kindergarten, well, that means you're an anti-Semite. We're like, wait a second, where are the dots connected here and then people connect those dots <laughs> or, and they're like, hey, or it means that you're, who, you're one of those Magnus bad people <laughs> right. exactly and see they they always try to link you back to the civil rights movement whenever they get on thin ice uh like they did about homosexual marriage what do they do they come out with a movie like the help so that they can link themselves back to the uh unquestionably righteous civil rights movement and see they and the that that is the ploy they've always used, they use that triangulation type of technique of arguing, and we're on to them. And well, uh, <laughs> they've gone so far now, they've tried to turn sexual perversity into a civil right, and it's, uh, it's backfired. That's, that's been another thing, critical race theory, the concurrent push for critical race theory and, and so-called transgenderism at a time when there's been so much racial unrest and the post-Floyd uh, it's all sort of uh, gone into the blender and synthesizing, and this is what, what's coming out. But the, 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 you're, you're right, everybody, Chris, you and Keith. The, they've been on such a long winning streak that they don't believe that they can lose, but uh, they can lose, and they have lost before. And it doesn't matter how powerful you are or, or how rich you are. You can make mistakes, and they are making – I think they are making mistakes. I think they are making – every mistake that we would want them to make with this overreach, uh, with this ridiculousness, and just because they're insulated from the way real Americans see them uh, doesn't mean that it's not having an effect that uh, could uh, be their eventual undoing. And it's not just um, Americans. It's the whole world. That's what BRICS is about. Basically, if you want to line up with America, you've got to be down with 
uh, drag queen story hour and uh, transgender surgeries and stuff like this. And the rest of the world is recoiling. And, you know, the Jewish neocons like Victoria Newland and her husband and, you know, the Crystals, people like that, that are the real driving force behind the Ukrainian-Russian war. They have overplayed their hand. The rest of the world thinks that America has lost its cotton-picking mind. And, uh, and Jonathan Greenblatt and his uh, kinsmen are the people that are driving all of this. It, uh, there is a realignment amongst the Trump base here, or the white Republican voting base, and in, 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 in other ways and in other, for other reasons around the world. Scott Adams, we all know Scott Adams. He, he told a little bit too much truth and got canceled earlier. He, he came out on a quote uh, with a quote this week with the same hashtag, ban the ADL. The ADL is an existential threat to America. Human events, human events, <laughs> writes. The ADL is only anti-defamation if you agree with their far-left views. If not, they will defame you. They aren't anti-defamation at all. I mean, here we are now, Chris. Again, nothing remarkable necessarily about those comments except for the fact of uh, who's making them. I mean, we were, we're getting help now. We're getting help uh, that didn't exist uh, for, for a long, long time. And it, seemed to, uh, it seems to be occurring very gradually and now all at once, and, and more and more people are doing it. The people who were seeing these things but too scared to speak out or didn't want to stick their neck out, now that a lot of people are doing it, well, it becomes a lot easier. Well, this is um, the, the precise quote escapes me at this moment, but I'm, I'm thinking of the, uh, the, the winter soldier and the sunshine patriot, right? You know, at the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not George something Washington that everybody wants forth. to do. All it promises you is suffering, and then later on, after those people have gone and, and incurred a great deal of that suffering, then it becomes easier to do. And then people who are a bit more comfortable are like, wait a second, there's some energy over there. How do I get some of that energy over here? And then they start wading into the waters, right? And that's exactly what's happening. You I nailed think. it. And, yeah. That's, that's what it is. You, you nailed know, they, it. And oh, I'm he, happy to see. Go ahead. It's, I was like, just, it's like the little boy that told the emperor he had no clothes. All it has to do is for someone to say it and other people start falling well, in line. I'm happy to see the Johnny come lately come around, but I'm really proud to have been among the company with you, Chris, and the others in our uh, universe uh, who were doing it before now. And, and look, I'm not saying that we've won the battle. Uh, we've had a good week on, online, and so the whole thing is uh, it's, we're not there yet, but I, I do believe we're moving in a direction. Uh, and, th- and this is a beachhead, the band. And, yeah, and- I do believe it could be a beachhead. And don't ever think we have won the battle. If, 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 if James Edwards becomes president of the United States, don't think we've won the battle, okay? Don't get into the same trap as that these people have, okay? You know, right. Keep on acting like you're the underdog, and, and, and as soon as you forget about that, you turn into the ADL in strategy, okay? This is not what we're going to do, okay? we got to stay fit and lean and mean and, and, and always yes, keep, yes. you know, on our toes. You know, you gotta, you got to treat it like you're the underdog even when you're not. And there's going to be the temptation to get comfortable. got to be a bulldog with a bloody bone. You know? And by the way, I know that we're running out of time here, but I just want to say real quick, you know, there's a lot of people in our thing. They want to go after these guys who are like the Johnny-come-latelys or whatever. Don't do that, right? Like, be happy that they're doing what they're yes, doing, yes, right? Like, key. be that continue you know don't close off that conduit of influence to these people right you know make make them bring them into the fold you know get be their friend don't be like hey where were you when we were down in charlottesville or whatever you know like just like let them you know come at their pace they've got things to lose you know yeah, if you if you do if you do that, you're not you're never going to grow bigger than what you were ten years ago. So yeah, obviously they have to come over, but we could still have our little badge that said we were here before uh, all of this. Uh, but you're right, history we don't will treat us kinder than the, North North Pole. the only one who's the most pure. 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I was saying, you know, history books will treat us kind of the newspapers, gentlemen. I'm confident of that. You know? <laughs> and so, like, oh, yes. you know, that's the thing. You know, some of us will uh, some of us will get our due long after we're dead, and that's the best that we could hope for, I think. No, that's fine, because here's, here's what you got to understand. Our, our individual lives mean very little in the grand scheme of things uh, of our people. Uh, I, I've said this recently as well. We exist in a continuum that uh, links us to our ancestors and to our future descendants. And uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, that's fine. Uh, we'll just do our duty and fight the good fight. That's absolutely right. Chris, don't go anywhere just yet. I, I want to step back and do a, a big picture look, a, a, a grand overview. We'll, we'll fly above the turbulence of the current kerfuffle uh, involving elon musk and keith woods and jonathan greenblatt and take a big picture look before we let you fly pursuing liberty using the constitution as our guide you're listening to liberty news radio usa news I'm Corey Myers. The White House says President Biden will be taking precautions in the wake of his wife's positive COVID-19 test. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. Tropical Storm Lee expected to rapidly intensify into what's being called an extremely dangerous hurricane in the Atlantic Ocean by this weekend. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. While it's too soon, they say, to determine the location and magnitude of the impacts, that tropical storm packing maximum winds right now of 65 miles an hour. It's about 1,300 miles east-southeast of the northern Leeward Islands, according to the hurricane. Center. Those islands include the Virgin Islands, St. Martin, and Antigua. Former Proud Boys chairman Enrique Tarrio sentenced yesterday to 22 years in prison for what's called seditious conspiracy and leading a failed plot to prevent the transfer of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. On Tuesday, U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly sentenced Enrico Tarrio to 22 years. Tarrio was not there on the day of the January 6th riots. But prosecutors successfully painted him as, in their words, a general rather than a soldier that day. Tario was one of four Proud Boy leaders to be convicted on the Civil War era charges. I'm Ryan Daniels. Drug intoxication suspected in the death of 32-year-old festival goer at Burning Man, where some 70,000 attendees were trapped in the remote Black Rock Desert in Nevada over the weekend due to heavy rains and thick mud. Leon Reese, 32, of Truckee, California, died Friday after he was found unresponsive. This is USA News. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Nachos! Yeah, you nachos! Hey, I'll take some. Great. And some Frank's Red Heart. Oh, nah, I'm good. Oh, you're just going to eat these dry, plain, boring nachos with no Frank's. Uh... Seriously? Frank, get up. Frank it up. Come on, lady. Frank it up. Frank it up. Frank it up. Yeah! Oh. Yeah, this guy finally gets it. Yeah, 
Hey, look, we're on the Jumbotron. It's the perfect blend of flavor and heat. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh on everything. Back with Chris Cantwell now as we continue this conversation. I can't remember. I can't even tell you the last time we went two hours on, a, on a, pretty much a single topic. I mean, obviously, we're branching out and looking at other things related to this, and we're about to fly above all of this and look at it from a big-picture perspective. But, uh, again, back to Elon Musk with regards to this. He writes, advertisers avoid controversy. And this goes back to his potential lawsuit and how he's been damaged. Advertisers avoid controversy. So all that's needed is for the ADL to crush our U.S. and European ad revenue is to make unfounded accusations. I mean, he's getting right to the heart as to what they do. They have much less power in Asia, so our ad revenue there is still strong. This quote-unquote controversy, and he puts it in quotations, causes advertisers to pause. But that pause is permanent until the ADL gives the green light, which they will not do without me agreeing to secretly suspend or shadow ban any account they don't like. Elon Musk posted this on his Twitter account this week. That is the relationship I've had with them uh, since uh, Balta X and the relationship that X Twitter has had with them for many years. Presumably, they have uh, that relationship with all Western search or social media organizations. Uh, Chris, do you think that's a pretty fair uh, assumption that Elon Musk, uh, Musk makes there? I, I think that it is, and I just real quick, I just say the political cesspool is some of the, the most talented hostage negotiators I've, I've ever spoken <laughs> to, and I've I've agreed to put the gun down at at at, uh, at the end of the hour. But the uh, what you're saying is is very humorous to me, right? Because in Asia, um, they're not nearly so sensitive about being called racist, are they? Correct. <laughs> and so they're, they're like, "What are you going to call us racist? Yeah, of course. You know, like we're, we're yeah, of course we are. Country, <laughs> Why aren't alone, you? You know." <laughs> so we'll go. We'll you, go put our advertisements up, and and we'll make money. And you people can you go, go people coke pound sand, you know. And you can't bludgeon you can't bludgeon Asians with World War II mythology either because they don't have any white guilt. I mean, they don't have any part of it. I mean, there if anything, go, they right. were the ones who got who got uh, <laughs> ravaged uh, with right. with the you know the, the nuclear atomic bombs, bombs yeah. yeah, atomic bombs. Yeah. And so, so anyway, but yeah, so, so, for, for, for my, yeah, go ahead, Chris. But for us no, to no, say, no, hey, no, this is how the ADL does it. Pretty much strikes the heart of it. Well, that's exa that's exactly what it is, you know. And so once people, you know, uh, the discovery phase of this is so important. Once you see the actual communications, right? Because if people are out there thinking, because everybody kind of has this idea in their head. I mean, this is fading. This idea is fading fast too, which is very good news, of course. But you know, people have this idea in their head that you know, hate speech is not free speech. This stupid catchphrase, and. What what we actually know is that these people are pursuing the interests of the Democrat Party. Okay, now there's there's an ethnic animus at work there, yes, but Jonathan Greenblatt is specifically has has been a partisan Democrat operative, right? And so if they understand that this goes beyond trying to prevent you know racist hate crimes or whatever, because everybody's sort of like, okay, well if you're preventing racist hate crimes, well I'm not going to argue with racist hate crimes. I don't like racist hate crimes. As soon as they understand that what you're actually doing is you know, you're carefully constructing narratives in order to deceive people like that is not accepted. Right. That's not a socially acceptable thing to do. And that's that's what people are, I think, going that that's the risk that they run of, of having discovered. And as soon as they're as soon as that's what they're doing, then they don't have social sanction for that anymore. Yeah, Chris, this is Keith. What they're doing, what they are, the ADL are the ultimate gatekeepers. 
of social media. And they have decided that they do not want any of us talking because our arguments are too compelling. Uh, that's what they're doing. That's what they insist upon. That the fact that Musk is a maverick and won't, you know, uh, sign in blood to uh, let them basically run his show for him. They'll say, you can make your money, but we're going to be in, con in control of the content. He's not doing that. And this is, you know... This is revolutionary. This is something that hasn't happened I think before. it is. I think it is in some ways, guys. And and here's another thing. Elon Musk, again, yes, he's a mixed bag. Yes, it could, it could, all, it could go nowhere as far as this part of it goes. He might not – he might quit talking about it altogether tomorrow, or he might not. He might take him to court. I don't know. But what, what matters – that, that doesn't matter. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. What does matter is we've seen this week – Probably hundreds of millions of people, you know, sort of look at um, the ADL with, you know, interest in a way that they maybe not. Well, you guys have converted me. I really think that the lawsuit is a great uh, ploy because the real audience is going to be Elon Musk. When he finds out what they've been up to, what they did, what their origins are, things like this, he's a newbie. He does, He's not you know, somebody that has been there, done that, and got the T-shirt like we have. And, uh, you know, we give his power that enlightenment and no telling where it'll lead. Well, the interests of the ADL are still going to be safeguarded by the government and by the media and by the courts. So I don't care if you're the world's richest man or not. You're, you're going to be in an uphill struggle against them. But uh, he's also said this week, Chris, that he uh, intends to release the data relating to to the ADL and other organizations who have been pushing to censor and silence Twitter accounts. Uh, the handle lib for TikTok, so libs of TikTok, which I think is a Jewish woman behind it. We need a full list of organizations that push censorship and which accounts were affected. And then to that, Elon Musk <laughs> responds, the ADL pushed hard for us to shut down certain accounts. A data dump would clear the air. It could take me about a week. I'm short-staffed. I think it'll be interesting to see if he does this. If he does this, if he's serious about dumping the list of names of the accounts that the ADL told him to ban. There's a whole uh, new set of lawsuits. Well, I mean, well, I don't, I mean, look, it's just, if he does that, he might be serious about the court thing. If he doesn't do that, if he just threatens it and then doesn't do it, that could be telling but that would well, be interesting you know, here's, that'd be a long he, list I, I think i think it is an interesting thing and you know the more information that comes out the worse these people look right their whole entire thing is narrative construction you know think about this for a second you know the adl function and, and the splc as well i mean these people are basic they, they're basically intelligence agencies right and so you know they're, they're they're almost certainly in communication with foreign governments too so just imagine a situation where they're forced to give up all their emails pertaining to social media censorship now i imagine that they would feloniously defy discovery orders and 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 conspicuously leave things out i, I imagine that that would be the case but you know you imagine every time that jonathan greenblatt has communicated with a, a foreign government about, uh, you know, intervening in some way that's pertinent to foreign policy, right? I imagine that there's some of those out there. You know, those things really start to tick, you know, crack away at this image that, oh, we're just trying to prevent white supremacists from attacking innocent people in the street, right? If once you're, once you're intervening in foreign policy, you're messing around in wars, you're trying to help the Democrat Party, it's, you know, you're, what, you're, what you're interested in is, you know, a nefarious agenda. And that, you know, the bad guys always lose once people know they're the bad guys. Well, the more you stir it, the more it stinks, as they say. And uh, yeah. that's what's going to happen. And 
the fact that, for example, you know, Jewish power and influence is behind the Ukrainian-Russian war. They love to see white Gentiles killing each other, just like they did in World Wars One and World Wars Two. And I think Elon Musk, you know, he has the keys to the kingdom here. He could start, you know, once he gets Discovery cranked up in a lawsuit, um, I don't care if they do try to stonewall. You get the right judge, you bring this in the right venue, and they can go after them hammer and tongs. Well, I'll tell you, I, I was surprised. Let's not focus on what may come from this. Let's just focus on what's happened so far. And what's happened so far is already good enough. It's already good enough to be a transformative event, in, in my opinion, for the reasons we've stated over the course of the last now nearly two hours. If it goes further than this, it can only get better. But I was pleasantly surprised uh, that the SPLC staff attorney who was arrested and charged with domestic terrorism, the indictment Thomas actually, Jurgens. The indictment actually finally got filed just on August the 29th, and he was included in it. I figured the SPLC would work it out, quote unquote. And I read in the article his name is listed on the indictment. He is there with those 60 uh, other co-defendants that are now facing RICO charges in Georgia, the local district attorney. Have you heard this, Chris? The local district attorney in DeKalb County, which is part of metropolitan Atlanta, tried to get him off, but the state AG wouldn't allow it. Uh, so, they, you know, they were, there were some uh, back backdoor uh, uh, yeah, yeah, shenanigans behind the scenes. But he is included in that. I am surprised. I would have said, if I had to guess, that he would have been dismissed from that and everybody else had to go. But, no, he's going he's gonna to face uh, – it looks like it's going to go to court, and he's included. I mean, how much? How big of a the story – The SPLC down, the ADL next. How big of a story do you think that is that they, one of their guys got, got arrested, whether he's guilty or not? I mean, we'll find out. But the fact that he was even arrested not dismissed, I don't think I would have predicted that 10 years ago. It's very nice of you to give them the uh, innocent until proven guilty line. <laughs> yeah, they don't that. do that for us. I'm just, I like, I'm just like, let's just take you out back, you know. But I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and so I actually I didn't know about this, but I think it's huge. Um, it's just no came surprise out. to me at all that they that they attempted to get the guy off. Right? Uh, it is shocking to me that somebody intervened to stop it. You know, one of the things that really sticks in my craw. You know, a lot of the guys that we mixed it up with down there in Charlottesville. You know, they got arrested for the the inauguration day riots. You know, the, one of the guys I mixed it up with was actually he's quoted in the Washington Post as being during those inauguration day riots. He said, uh, "You know, I wish there was more violence. I wanted to punch a Nazi." And so, like, and that guy got his charges yeah. dropped with everybody else. And so then he comes to Charlottesville, starts a riot, and I end up in jail over it, you know? And so, like, you know, once these people start losing those powers, they have to think twice about the crimes they commit, at least. Amen to that. Last break before we come into the last segment with our featured guest uh, for tonight, sticking with us for two hours, Christopher Cantwell, ChristopherCantwell.net. Big picture take from Chris when he comes back. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, 
I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right. Uh, well, we will ask Chris Cantwell a final question. And again, we want you to uh, find and support ChristopherCantwell.net. Uh, Keith, uh, your thoughts on our guest these past two hours? Well, I tell you what, he's strong as Garrett Snuff, as they say down here in the South. And that's what we need. We need people that are smart and are brave. And Chris I checked both of those boxes. With just two minutes remaining, Chris, the final question to you, my friend, are things better than they've ever been or are they worse than they've ever been in terms of our prospects? On one hand, you've got these proud boys getting decades in prison for milling around the Capitol. You've got Donald Trump being arrested, indicted. He's facing a century in prison that is unprecedented in American history, not just in the lives of any American listening to the show tonight, but unprecedented truly since the founding of the Republic. It could be argued both ways. I'm bullish. But uh, there are obstacles coming, and I think that this soft totalitarianism is going to get a lot more rigid. Where do we really stand if you look at it big picture? Two minutes, Chris, final word to you. You know, I, I'm thinking uh, it, the question of has it ever been better, it's been, it's been better before I was alive, I imagine. You know, there was probably a better time than, than this. Sure. But uh, in the course of my lifetime, uh, I think that the, the frame of reference, the, 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 the ideas in the minds of the public consciousness, say, have been so warped to the point that they are unsustainable, right? And so it's very sad that we happen to be in this state of affairs. But the fact that that whole frame of reference is about to completely fall away, I mean, there's, there's a great deal of hope to be had in that. I, I would say that it's, it's not at all certain what will come to replace that frame of reference, and that's a scary thing. You know, I'm not exactly certain what's going to happen when the things that everybody believe are no longer believed. But, you know, we have to get rid of this and then we have to find out what comes next. And that is, uh, uh, you know, what's the, you know, it's, it's been said that it's a Chinese curse to say, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> That's interesting exactly times, what I was going to say. You know, we certainly happen to be. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't like boredom. I don't do well with it personally. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I could hey, choose the worst the time to be alive, you know. It's the Faustian spirit of the West. We need to be animating. We need an adventure. We need uh, we need to expand and explore beyond the horizon. And I think whatever is coming, and we very well may lose. We may be entering into the last uh, great fight that Western civilization will ever know. 
But I think we have an opportunity, an opportunity to break through that had been closed off since at least the 1950s. There is a real opportunity here for change that has certainly not existed in my lifetime. I really do feel that. It's not a guaranteed. But all you can ask for, considering where we were a decade ago, is an opportunity. And I think opportunities are presenting themselves. Chris, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the two-hour conversation today. Very much look forward to collaborating with you and working with you more closely as we go forward into the great unknown together. I'm I'm looking forward to having you on my show, September 29th. We're going to do this. We're not going to have the benefit of commercials. So when I ask you to stay for another half hour, like I'm just going to have to put you <laughs> on the spot in front of the audience. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to having James on a radical agenda. I, I, as I've come to look over your history, it's a very rich one, my friend. And I'm really looking forward to exploring it with my well, what about me? My chopped liver, buddy? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, one at a time. I mean, this guy's got so much going on. I, I've got I've to process it, you know. And then, uh, uh, but definitely, I, I will. I will look into it immediately after, friend. Hey, thank you, uh, Chris. Uh, really looking forward to that and uh, the future as well, beyond September, uh, hopefully for many years to come. ChristopherCantwell.net. Uh, Keith Alexander and I will be back with the third and final hour next. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, sir. Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile, by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness. Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. 
We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. You're listening to The Political Cesspool on ResolutionRDO.com. Call and listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607-203-5423. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyrics to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program, and here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Welcome back, everybody. Third and final hour, Saturday evening, September the 9th. Again, Chris, uh, Keith, I'll ask you. Chris Cantwell, what about him? Well, he's strong as Garrett Snuff. Like I said, you know, he's um, uh, he'll, he'll uh, call a spade a dirty shovel, as uh, my <laughs> wife's grandfather used to say. And he's been there, done that, got the T-shirt. He is not only smart, he's brave. He was one of these people that, you know, took his licks at Charlottesville Serve time, and he's come back, uh, and he's not apologizing for a darn thing. No, he hasn't, and he's another guy where I, you know, as he said, is, is there anything in his past, is there anything in any of our past that we might not have fine-tuned if we could go back, as he put it, in the DeLorean? I don't care about any of that stuff. If I talk to a guy, I, I go with my, my gut, and I had a gut feeling about Chris long before I ever got to talk to him in person. I saw the way he operated under tremendous pressure in that Charlottesville trial. I said, this is a guy I'd like to get to know better. And he has been stand-up in all of our dealings. And so, you know, that's that's just well, it. We, we need to cast a broader net. We need to get more and more people. Uh, you know, we it's easy to go back to the old reliables, but there are so many good people, and particularly emerging people in our movement, well, we do, that we I need think, to bring them in. I think we've had more first-time guests this year than at any time since our our genesis. I mean, you know, obviously not, you go back to the to the first few years, everybody you have on, you're having on for the first time. I think this year we've had more on than any any year in the last decade plus. So there is a proliferation of and talent. And you never know who are going to be the gems well, later on. For example, when we took Drew Lackey's interview, we had no idea where, he, uh, you know, that that was going to be the one interview of that one person that basically establishes that the Montgomery bus boycott and the civil rights movement more generally was just a jumped up piece of uh, theater, yep. political yep. theater. Yep. I mean, that's right. You just never know. Sometimes you have a. Uh... 
something that becomes a lot more profound later on. Uh, I, I thought when we interviewed him at the time, it was remarkable. But, yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, moving forward, it's even – uh, more so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and Chris Cantwell has been around forever, too. I mean, he's not new, uh, but uh, we, we are just now getting to know him better. And it's it's been wonderful to be able to do that this year. I, I said last late last year, I mean, we have we've had this opportunity now to uh, love people, love having people on like Steve King. Steve King's great, and it's it's wonderful to be able to talk to former congressmen and, and, and people like that. And we've had an opportunity, uh, an increasing opportunity to do more shows like that uh, with other people like that. Uh, but then I was thinking, you know, well, yeah, we could do that, but then are we just going to be sort of, you know, transitioning? Uh, I like and, the content this, creators like uh, – Well, I just, yes. you know, I, I, that's not what the show is. The show is interviewing people like this that you can't hear anywhere else. And, and so that's it. I mean, I think when we interview, you know, some of these more mainstream people who, who uh, have some common ground with us, I think we do it in certainly a different way than most interviews they participate in, and it's, it's, it's worthy of this audience. But now the show is always about having people like this on. Anyway. Uh, well, what so, we like to do is we like to give people who have – have the right ideas a platform regardless of whether they're content creators or just newsmakers it used to used to when we first started we were one of the few platforms that they could that they had and that they could come to now of course there's so many different people out there doing this but there was something about that there's still something about being first to the poll uh more evidence uh is change in the air it sure feels like it might be and and we have been proven right about a lot of things, Keith, over the years, trends, projections. Uh, here's another thing uh, from Russia Today. From Russia Today. It's an article about a 98-year-old German guy that they've been able to put in prison. I mean, you, you've, you've seen these stories before. This is a, a new thing, but it is a new instance of it. And so this guy, he's 98 and he's going to prison, obviously, for the rest of his life, however long that may be. And Russia Today posted an article about it, a just-the-facts, ma'am, type of article. Here's the guy. Here's who he is. Here's what's happening. And normally, you know, going back some years ago, if it was a story like this, the comment section would be a mixed bag. There would always be some people in there that was going to push back against the narrative, but a lot of them, oh, good, 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 good. No, not anymore. Not on this one, at least. This is Russia Today. And if you look at these comments, uh, there is stuff in there that would make uh, Herr Hitler blush. And almost everybody that has responded to this, and this is from the general public. This isn't a troll storm. This isn't a put on. This is just where the, a lot of people in the public are going to uh, in the in the privacy of the comment sections where they're able to vent their frustrations and thoughts anonymously. The comment section, even on a story as charged as this one, is, you know, they, they're seeing it. They're seeing it. Well, to tie it in with the earlier part of our show, this shows you just how evil groups like the ADL and the SPLC are. People that go after these pathetic people with oxygen tanks and walkers trying to destroy what little happiness they might have in the last years of their life because they are mean. They 98 are. years old. Supposedly he was at one of the camps. But, of course, you don't have to have any sort of hand and any sort of untowards action against any of the uh, of the inmates there you're just uh, guilt or innocence matter. just like with donald trump doesn't matter it's almost as it's almost now to where if you were actually alive in pre-1945 europe and they can find you uh, you're going to prison uh, you didn't do enough you were complicit in that you didn't do enough you didn't like kill yourself over over it well see this is 
why it's so important that we call out and define groups like the ADL and the SPLC. These people that basically want us to get all wrought up about this. You know, they did the same thing in the Civil Rights Movement, too, with Edgar Ray Killen and people like that. They never forgive. They never forget. Unlike Christians who are told that we need to forgive others the way that uh, God has forgiven us, they apparently don't do that in the uh, ADL and the SPLC. They, uh, they hold grudges until, you know, the end of time. And another article, another article, uh, the headline reads, Benjamin Netanyahu says he wants all African migrants involved in Israel clashes deported. So there you have in Israel, you had a group of illegal aliens from Africa causing a lot of violence, as you, you know, I'm sure that's not too fantastical for you to imagine, folks. Uh, but instead of saying, oh, well, we need to invite more of them, this diversity is our greatest strength, as they would do here in America, here you have Benjamin Netanyahu. Net and Yahoo, as uh, Kanye West uh, said it. <laughs> but uh, you have him now saying, of course, well, of course we want them all deported. They're coming in here. They're not adding to the situation. And, in fact, they're yeah, we're not a, We're not a bunch of dumb goys like you that uh, but, base our positions on principles like the ones that we announce. We're going to do, you know, they have one principle in the Jewish uh, community and they're very principled about that, and they follow it to the letter every time. And that principle is, but is it good for the Jews? And that's what our principle must be. We determine every position. Is it good or is it not good for our people? That is the only thing that matters. But, again, in the comment section of this, everybody's seeing – I say everybody. A lot of people are seeing the hypocrisy. I mean, I would be very interested to know if – you know, it would be interesting to know. You know, Elon Musk, when he first took over Twitter, he would run these polls and you know whatever the Twitter – users told him to do in, in this poll it would be a yes or no question he Pay would do attention. it he would do it he actually would do it if he put should the ADL be banned I would like to see that up for a public vote to where people don't have to be worried about losing their jobs or having them uh, be attacked or, or not being a player in the public discourse that's what they do to us let's do it to them we'll be right back As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Hey there, TPC family. This is James Edwards, your host of The Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. 
Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-88-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we haven't mentioned Brad Griffin's name yet this show, and no show is complete without <laughs> <laughs> having done so. Uh, Brad's right. He's feeling satisfied, I think he's saying, in sort of a tongue-in-cheek type of way. He brings up something that's, that's also, I, I think, something that needs to be, to be mentioned here tonight. You had, uh, what was it, a few days ago, you had the guy that went in and shot uh, two or three black people at a Dollar General in Jacksonville. Florida. And then you had uh, people, you know, saying they're Nazis marching in Orlando. And it, it got some media attention. But as Brad writes in his article here at Occidental Descent, used to one of those events would have been enough to derail any sort of forward momentum for a year or more. I mean, you saw what Dylan Roof did and how they were able to, to really use that pervertedly. So George Floyd. And, and yeah, and, and just, just totally take off with it. And they haven't really been able to do that now. They're not getting traction anymore on these anti-white uh, stories. Look, maybe. murder's murder and all of that. But I, I just, you know, the media with glee, they gleefully report it when you have a white-on-black murder. As rare as that is, when something like this happens, you just see how quickly they are to, to get it out there, to get the, 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 the suspect's name, his race. And, and there's always a manifesto. they got a manifesto in their pocket before the story hits. they got his race. they got that media narrative that we used to publish, you know. And I've, I've, I'll tell you the truth. I heard Dan Bongino using it the other day. Well, you know, stuff we did back in 2015 is uh, has a life all of its own because all of these more so-called legacy media talking heads, they listen to us, James. There's no doubt about it. I, Rush Limbaugh used to listen to us. Dan Bongino, I don't know if he listens to us, but somebody that's feeding him information has been listening to us. Well, we definitely cast a larger shadow than it will ever be known. I mean, we've, we've certainly been the guilty pleasure. Some people we know and some people we don't know. There's definitely been a lot of people who, well, I actually saw, I actually saw an article just a few days ago now that you mentioned it, Keith. It was um, the top 15 most influential conservative news outlets. And I think top of this one was Talkie Mag and, and then it went down. We were number 15, but I guess that's better than 16. But just the fact that you're mentioned sort of in, in you know, that the mainstream has just started sort of giving you credit now. Look, all these people, it's like you said, the reason people are coming over to our viewpoint is because the people that speak to them, they turn on the radio, they hear it. It's not something they have to search for. It's just on the rush hour and whatnot. Those people have been listening to us and people like us. And our ideas are creeping into the mainstream more than creeping. I mean, it's like a tidal wave now. Uh, Brad continues with regards to the, that incident in Jacksonville just a couple of years ago. 
just a few years ago, he writes, we would have had to have endured weeks of wailing and gnashing of teeth about this, and the right might have twisted itself into a pretzel to condemn fascism and white supremacy. Joe Biden would have been waving the bloody shirt like he did after uh, Charleston and Charlottesville. But none of this happened. It really seemed to have blown over because people understand, hey, look, you've got some you know, individual nuts out there that are going to go do things like this. And that's it not- doesn't reflect on the entire movement. No, exactly. Uh, and uh, so here we are now. Brad puts it into a nice little summation. You, you, you look back to 2019, you could have anticipated some woke lash, the collapse of Conservative Incorporated. Uh, Trump losing the 2020 election. Uh, but uh, the conservative incorporate hasn't really collapsed so much as it has basically surrendered and adapted to, to our uh, surge. And, and these people that we've been mentioning are, saw which way the wind was blowing and they fell in line. The ADL under assault, uh, libs from TikTok, uh, Joel Berry, the Babylon Bee, Scott Adams, the, the Dilbert cartoonist, even um, the Jewish guy in the Trump administration that actually did a few things that we liked. Uh, Steve Miller? Yes, he came out and said the ADL in the Jewish organization uh, isn't uh, advocating for, I can't remember what he said. It was something I agreed with. They are a Jewish organization. They're not a religious organization is what he said. And um, uh, that these are you know basically evil people. Uh, and even the mainstream right, again, is, is turning on the ADL. And so uh, this is this is all good news for us. Well, it's been a bad week Bob, for the ADL. And, and, it's, it's, it's the ADL. Uh, just a few days after one of these rare white on black murders that the media would love to to jump on, and which they try to, but it's not our ideas that are on the ropes. It's the ADL that's getting pummeled right now. Well, to paraphrase Bob Dylan, uh, you know the times they are changing, and they're changing in our direction. You know, and another Bob Dylan quote, a hard rain's going to fall. <laughs> you know, this is what is happening. You know, we have now the momentum in cultural affairs uh, that we didn't have before. And the fact that, you know, now Elon Musk, who owns the biggest social media platform of them all, is coming, uh, showing signs of being our ally. That's that's solid gold. That's something that, you know, uh, this stuff could never have happened if it hadn't been for the left doing so many stupid things. All that's at once. the biggest thing. They, they have made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I have to give them the credit for that to to a certain extent. They have done more to bring people to our way of thinking than any of us. Our entire collective could have done. Because Jonathan Greenblatt is our primary, you know, primary fundraiser and uh, uh uh, you know, person causing our ranks to Well, swell. there's some truth to that, too. I mean, if you're not being attacked by the ADL and the SPLC, why would anybody want to donate to you? I mean, you know, and the fact that we have been attacked for so long and that we never capitulated, we never wavered, uh, I think is the reason why we have been supported. A lot of people aren't being, you know, that, that haven't been able to make it. Uh, Bring you, it on, John. You got you got you you to have that. I mean, you got to be attacked. You got to be. You got to have some skin in the game. You got to have you, you, some it, battles where you can point to and you, you say, yeah, look at what we've been through, and we never let you down, and we'll never let you down. That's why this show is supported. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, the um, uh, this is uh, this is where we're at, and this is you know again, a, 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 for what it's worth, you know, that's another one, Buffalo Springfield. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, you can use some of those 60 uh, protest songs and just sort of flip them now and, and make them our own. Uh, another comment on Twitter this week. If we get to live to see the power of the ADL broken, it would be the most significant culture war victory to date. 
Well, because if you do that, you've basically broken Jewish power and influence in a long way. And that is, you know, that is the, uh, you know, the, the paramount organization for Jewish power and influence. Now, a guy that doesn't get a lot of credit who has done great work is Ron Unz of the Unz Review. He's got all the pedigree. He's a Ivy League graduate. He is uh, Jewish. He is of... You know, I, I mean this in the best way possible. He's an egghead, okay? What he likes to do is he makes sure that everything is totally documented. He footnoted, researched. If you do that, you get his respect. But that also makes him very difficult for the ADL and other left-wing hit groups to argue with because he has all the information. He can come back and give it to you. Look at his articles about the ADL, and, of course, it was founded because of the Leo Frank case. And like I said, I think earlier in the show, when I was younger, I used to wonder, why does the left and why do Jews hate white Southerners so much? They profess that six million of their number were killed by the Germans, so I can understand that if they really believe that. I don't think it's believable, by the way, but nonetheless, that's... um, that six million is a lot of people. What did we do? Well, what we did is we bucked the collective power of uh, international Jewry in the Leo Frank case. That Leo Frank case, uh, you know, they they should have used that. If it, let's say that Leo Frank had just been a white gentile rather than a Jew, it would have been the greatest civil rights uh, milestone ever. They would have said, "Look at these white Southerners. They didn't allow this." guilty party this white gentile to turn them against a black uh defendant or a black potential defendant and whatnot in fact there are two of them in the little frank case they saw through it and when they got the governor to pardon him then they stormed the jail took him out and lynched him they would say oh man i mean that shows that you know that that was a great breakthrough for black rights but because it was a jew it's just the opposite You know, they wanted so badly to be able to say that, you know, according to the Talmud, you can't be punished for killing a Gentile. Uh, You know, that's what the Loeb Leopold uh, murder trial was about, the one that turned uh, Clarence Darrow into the quote-unquote good goy lawyer. Uh, And on this case, you know, they even got down to the last card in their deck when they couldn't wear it started that 1913 is when the uh, uh, murder happened. And then in 1915, they'd gone they'd gotten one case reversed based on a technicality that they had led the prosecution into agreeing with, which is not having Leo Frank there in person when they read the verdict. But well, then when they got to the last part where they bribed a governor, that was too much for the people, and that's when the lynching happened. The Nation of Islam wrote a book about it, Leo Frank, The Lynching of a Guilty Man. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you about one thing when we come back, but I agree with you on most of that. And uh, we'll be, I'll tell you what it is when we come back. Stay tuned, everybody. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. 
I'm Corey Myers. About 200 law enforcement personnel searching for escaped convicted murderer Danello Cavalcanti in eastern Pennsylvania, hoping to stress him out of hiding as the manhunt continues today, stretching into its seventh day. Robert Clark, a supervisory deputy U.S. Marshal for Pennsylvania's Eastern District, told CNN last night. The photos confirm that Cavalcante has not changed his appearance, but also that he has obtained a backpack, a duffel sling type pack, and a hooded sweatshirt. Cavalcanti, 34, escaped from Chester County Prison on Thursday. The search perimeter expanding a little this week after a trail cam recorded him on Monday at a popular botanical garden nearly three miles from the prison and just south of where police were looking for him. Tropical Storm Lee expected to rapidly intensify into a Category 3 hurricane in the Atlantic Ocean by this weekend. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. The tropical storm right now packing maximum sustained winds of 65 miles an hour is about 1,300 miles east-southeast of the northern Leeward Islands. Some Americans have given up on flu shots because almost everyone remembers a season when they got one and then got sick anyway. Now the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention want to reset expectations about what these annual vaccines can and can't do. They're rolling out new ads hoping it will increase confidence in the vaccines with a clear, straightforward message. The flu vaccine won't keep a person from getting sick, but it will tame that infection taking it from wild to mild, the tagline for the new campaign. This is USA News. Hey there, this is Brant along with Sherry. Hi. And maybe you've heard about MediShare. Maybe you heard me talking about it. Well, Sherry helps produce these spots about MediShare. So people ask us, does this actually work? Is this really a great option for my health care? And honestly, the answer is yes. Yes, yes, it for is. real, yes. And you know what? It's funny, too, because a lot of people are fed up with their current arrangement or they're looking to save money, but they're hesitant, right? I'm like, MediShare has been doing this for 30 right. years. I think you can trust that, you right? You can't. MediShare really is the gold standard for this healthcare sharing thing, too. And I, I've done it. You've done it. And people are really happy after they make the switch. I keep talking about the member satisfaction rate. It's real. It's like double that of health insurance. I have loved it. They're professional and they care. That in and of itself is refreshing. We could change your name to MediSherry. That's cool, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Cool marketing thing. Sure. It's not going to happen. Uh, you can save a ton and be really happy with it. They're great to talk to. Call them now. They really are. Just call this number, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. All right, welcome back. Turning a corner on a show that's nearly had a singular focus. But I was saying before the uh, break uh, with Keith's treatment of the Leo Frank case, he was right about a lot of the particulars there. But I don't think the reason that they hate white Southerners is simply because of that case. I mean, obviously, they didn't like it, but Jesus Christ tells us why. Uh, they don't uh, like white Southerners. Ultimately, it's because they hate Christ. And he told us that they hate him. They will also hate us. And we're the most Christian-identified subset of white Gentiles. To, you know, the rest of the world, you know, I don't call it the Bible Belt for nothing down here, right? That's right. I mean, it really does go back to that. It really does go back to that. Because they hated him, they also hate us. And it does go back to that. And then beyond the spiritual, I mean, Kevin McDonald certainly uh, has 
absolutely, in my opinion, pinpointed their group evolution strategies as to why they behave and act the way they do. Why? I, I, what I don't understand, though, and it has to be genetic, how could you make do the same thing so many times and not get the idea that at the end of the day it might not be in your they've best interest? They've been run out of 109 or 100. I think Yemen ran them out most recently, so now the count is up to 110 countries have run them out. They do not learn anything from experience. You know, what was it that Einstein supposedly said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? They still say, we're poor, innocent little sheep. We're just victims of this irrational hatred. That's the reason we've been run out of 110 countries. You know, if you were a drunkard and you were run out of 110 bars, You'd have to think, you know, <laughs> sooner or later, well, what am I doing wrong? You know, it doesn't take a lot of self-reflection. Well, Jewish power and influence has less self-reflection than any other group of people. There's no doubt about it because they just cannot figure out why people do not want to be, uh, you know, treated like they are. I like what Ravello Oliver said about the ADL, by the way. You know, he was a classical scholar who was one of the first writers for National Review. He said the ADL was a group of Jewish cowboys hurting the American Gentile of uh, uh, cows. That's uh, cattle. That's it. You know, and that, that, that's exactly what they try to do with their gatekeeping and with their criticisms and whatnot. It's wonderful that this is all coming to uh, pass. You know, the ADL, look into the ADL. Look, get on the either Occidental Observer, that's Kevin McDonald's website, or get on Un's review, Ron Unz's website, and put in your Google box ADL and Leo Frank. And if you want to know everything there is to know about it and get the real skinny on the ADL, that's where you go. Read those articles and you will be informed. Uh, and that's the type of information we need to get out. That's the type of stuff that Elon Musk needs to read. So he can know exactly the evil that he's dealing with. I'm actually browsing the Twitter timelines now. I mean, even since we started talking today, I'm seeing new stuff. Elon Musk continuing to double down. Jonathan at the ADL kicked off a massive Twitter boycott campaign less than a week after the acquisition closed. Literally nothing to get changed about the site. Our U.S. revenue is still down 60% from that campaign, but slowly improving. I see Jonathan Greenblatt now on MSNBC. Responding to this, uh, he is saying that Elon Musk's promise to sue the ADL is the same as blaming the Jews, whatever that, you know, quote unquote, blaming the Jews. Well, I mean, there's a lot of blame to blame them with. I, so, I mean, this is becoming an increasingly pitched battle. This is it, it becoming something that yeah, keep, is, keep, is still keep accelerating. Like that. Jonathan Greenblatt, uh, the modern Nosferatu. Let him continue to put his ugly mug out there and tell these lies to the people and let the people then respond honestly and say, well, yeah, hey, uh, there's a lot for us to take issue with you about because what you've done, you know, it, why would you be run out of 110 countries if you were purely innocent, minding your own business people? So let's just recap everything we've covered. You've got this huge row on Twitter. The most influential businessman in the world versus the ADL. I mean, that's just about as big as it gets. And the catalyst of all of this was one of our friends and a fellow Keith traveler. Keith Woods, who was at the Amran conference, gave the first speech. Yes, he did. 
And, yes, it did. you know, then what has happened? You know, it, it's, it's blossomed. Millions like of people now getting in on this hashtag definitely shows that people are becoming increasingly aware, even in this age of oppression and censorship of, of what the true story is here. And they're not as afraid as they once were anymore. You know, when I wrote the book uh, Racism Schmacism back in 2010, nobody was calling out groups like the ADL and the SPLC except for us. I think I even nobody defined. Nobody was calling out the Jews generally. I think I uh, defined these terms as this in that book. Now, this was 13 years ago, but this is how I was defining these terms even back then. Racist is a white person. A white supremacist is a white person who doesn't hate themselves. An anti-Semite is a Gentile who has publicly disagreed with a Jew. And a neo-Nazi is anyone who has ever met Abe Foxman. That's how we defined those terms back at the time, but people are beginning to to get this now, and if you look at this hashtag, if you're on Twitter, if you can get on there, you type in the hashtag, look at some of these responses. I mean, there is a volcanic level of awareness and discontent that is looking for that vent. What will that vent be? What are we working towards? What are we racing towards? That's what we'll have to find out. I don't have the answer to that yet. Uh, but, but again, the ADL is responding in real time, Keith, in its typical fashion, calling everybody who says that, the, the, you know, who doesn't say anything with glowing praise of them, anybody that even says something as simple as, hey, they want to censor the Internet, they're calling all of these people racists and anti-Semites and Nazis. But these charges just don't sting like they used to anymore. Like I said, Jonathan Greenblatt's our greatest friend. Just keep it up, Jonathan. That's what you're doing. And when you do that, you're basically digging your own grave on this. People are saying now what we were saying 10 years ago and 20 years ago, these major conservative influencers – if you're not being attacked by these hate-filled organizations, then you're doing something wrong. And that's the main story. This ban the ADL hashtag, important figures. Look, Tucker Carlson was going to war against the ADL on Fox News before they got him fired. So, uh, right, and, and then right. you got the 20-state AGs denouncing the SPLC. you got their guy going uh, to face trial now, it looks like. These organizations, the ADL and the SPLC, were always corrupt and rotten to the core. But people are getting it now. That can only be seen as a step in the right direction. I know we pounded this for three hours, but I think it's that big of a story. Well, look, the ADL and their Padres are like a bulldog with a bloody bone. They just, you know, all they can do is go wild. They go rabid whenever anybody says anything that is less than glowing praise, as you said, of Jewish power and influence. Jewish power and influence is now becoming, coming out of the closet. People can talk about how, you know, basically in every left-wing corrosive movement that we've had in America and the world, Basically, since before World War II, at least since the 1912, the uh, Woodrow Wilson administration, all the footprints always lead back to the Jewish camp. And, you know, if you can't figure that out, you're stupid. Okay? If you know the truth and you still want to stick your head in the sand, don't be an ostrich. The ostrich, uh, when it senses danger, sticks its head in the sand and thinks because he can't see the danger, the danger can't see him. Meanwhile, this big ass is flapping around in there making a tempting target. You can't deal with this that way. You're going to have to confront the reality and make people like uh, that bald-headed scalawag Jonathan Greenblatt uh, deal with truth and make rational arguments and stop uh, hiding behind, uh, you're an anti-Semite, you're, you know, ad hominem defenses. Uh, you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, uh, you know, anything they can, you know, all that stuff, sorry, don't work anymore.
You know, you're the ones that have given liberalism a name that it cannot recover from. Once you want to drag children away from their parents and mutilate them sexually and say that you're righteous and holy and the people that would resist that are evil and bad, you've left behind 99.9% of the human population. I am reading this in real time as we broadcast. I mean, Keith, you can find Keith Woods on Twitter. You can find Elon Musk, Jonathan Greenblatt, literally going on all of these talk shows. Now, as just as Chris Cantwell was saying, I had, even when we started the show, I, I uh, uh, this evening I didn't wasn't aware of it exactly to the extent of how many appearances he's done now, where basically everything he is asked, he just says, well, that's anti-Semitic. They're anti-Semitic. They're not, you know, to, to say that, you know, the ADL has been untoward in their act. Talk about a media narrative chart. He's got a media narrative chart that has one answer <laughs> on it. <laughs> that's absolutely right. But this is, uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, what else can we do? We'll see where it goes. But I think this is something to get excited about. All right, Keith, we got a transition. Uh, it's only been, let's see. Uh, two hours and 45 minutes of us talking about this. We will get on to some other things next week, I think. We'll see where it goes. I mean, who knows? I, this is the thing about where we're at right now. It's like in a American prairie life. brush fire. It's like the, uh, one of those brush fires in California. You never know when, when the story's going to end. When we had Sam Dixon of Virginia Abernathy on the show last week, Mark Time from Antelope Hill, this, this, I think I might have heard a little something about this, but I think it was before Elon Musk had chimed in. Just goes to show how much has happened in just the last week. I mean, we're living at a time now where things are changing on a week-by-week well, basis. Well, we've always said on this show that we never run out of content because the left never disappoints It's speeding us. up now. It's really speeding up now. One more segment and an important message in it, one that you haven't heard yet tonight, so keep your ears tuned. We'll be right back. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Materialistic science states the universe and everything in it emerged from an unguided, chaotic expansion of space-time matter energy labeled the Big Bang. But far from being the result of a chaotic Big Bang, the universe was initiated and put into ordered motion by the Creator. Thomas Jefferson, in the Declaration of Independence, attributed the laws of nature to the Creator, nature's God. Now the Declaration of Wide Independence by Kyle McDermott sets the record straight. From the inception of the laws of nature and of nature's God, to the right of all the peoples of mankind to be self-governing within their own homelands. This book provides an ideology to utterly defeat the woke globalist communist tyrants. The Declaration of Wide Independence is a highly recommended addition to community, college, and university library philosophy collections and supplemental curriculum studies lists. 
available at the Dixie Republic and Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, DixieRepublic.com, and at Barnes & Noble. One segment to go tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to it. And uh, now it's time to get back down to a little business. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it when I say that the left has done more to wake up our sleeping kinsmen than a lot of us could have ever done. But there is also, has been, and continues to be an important role that those of us who were here before the dam began to break they're making the dots we need to connect the dots. And to connect the dots, we need your support. And you had to have those people like us and like the people we regularly feature on this show throughout the years and uh, do doing the work, stoking the embers. I mean, all of our guests, from the first guest we ever had to the most recent guest and everyone in between, have all played a role. We haven't brought anybody on here that I didn't think was doing good work. And there hasn't been one person I brought on here that I said, wow, you know, I really wish we hadn't had them on at the time. Uh, we have people on because they do good work, and then there's a lot of people uh, upon whose shoulders we stand, and a lot of people who look up to us who are up-and-comers. That's uh, just the way the hierarchy of it all goes. Uh, so it has been important that the folks out there that have been laboring in the vineyards for years and decades, uh, that stoking those embers, it's important that they have existed. It is important that they continue to exist. The battle is not won because more people agree with us now. When whatever is coming happens and occurs there's going to need to be infrastructure it, it doesn't just it's not just going to be a jump ball where everything falls into place just because people are becoming aware you're going to need professional institutions you're going to need professional media uh, under in this new order or ethno state that we hope will eventually come from a balkanized America or whatever happens. However this thing sorts out, you're going to need professional entities uh, to carry it to the next level. And I think we have played a role in helping cultivate public opinion to where it is now. Made a lot of news over the years, never backed down. And I think we'll have a role in the future, but not without your support. Folks, the third quarter fundraising drive, I cannot, I don't know after all these years how I can put it any differently than I've, it, it's been put before. But we absolutely have to have your support. This has been a very hard year, not just for us, but I think for everybody on, on the right, uh, the, the dissident right. It's a down year for everybody because the economic realities out there are just so horrendous. Inflation is incredible. Uh, the cost of living is uh, almost... It's almost pricing people out of being able to live. I, I know it's tough out there. I've got a family. I've got three kids. Uh, and so I get it. We're all feeling that pinch. But we're on the cusp of change, folks. The thing is, you're not laboring in vain anymore. There's no way to say that. You know that times are changing and that they're changing. Things are falling in our direction. This is an opportunity. We don't want to be in a situation where we're not prepared to take advantage of it. We have to not sit back and rest on our laurels. We need to put more and more effort, which means we need more and more money to reach more and more people. The, the tide is turning, and we've played a role in that uh, long before it started to turn and, and still now currently. I mean, you look at the stuff that's been going on this year, I don't think our stars ever burned more brightly, but the contributions have been down because of the economic distress out there that so many people are under. Audience is growing. 
contributions or not. Uh, and we have to have it to continue. Our cost of production, what we have to do to produce this program and all of the bills that we have every month and the taxes we have to pay on it all. What we're doing never goes now. down. We're having to we're having to network, we're having to group, get get together with people. We're reaching people, but to do that it takes money. And see, in these hard times, that's an opportunity because there is discontent. You know, there's a, a sea of discontent out there based on Bidenomics and uh, the Democrats' economic policies, the attempt to wean us off of reliable energy sources like petroleum into unreliable resources like solar energy, things like that. All of this is having an effect, but it's also, you know, that effect is also an opportunity for us. That's what we need to understand. This time, more than ever, we need your donations. All of you out there who have contributed to the program have been stakeholders for, I mean, some of you from the, the very beginning, and some of you for a very long time, and some of you are relatively new. But anybody who's ever contributed to this program is a stakeholder, and you've invested in this program, uh, and many of you, for a very, very, very long time. Now that you're finally being able to see some very real and tangible returns, it's the time we have to double down. I'm not asking because I want it. I'm not asking because uh, for any other reason than we have to have it to survive. It's not a question of want or need. It's a question of we have to have it's it. It's more important that we survive now than ever before. And we don't have anything except for our listener support. Uh, we run ads, a lot of ads for a barter deal. Some of it comes with network packaging. We don't make any money off advertising. I can I can guarantee you that. Uh, we make all of our money off the listener support. So if you're a regular donor, you one of the people that try to contribute every quarter, maybe once a year, maybe a couple of times a year, maybe you donate once every few years. Right. Your name is written down in our Lamb's Book of Life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever the frequency uh, with which you are able to contribute, we need you now. It has been a down year, not just for us, but for a lot of other people that I talk to that run organizations on our side of the fence. And we know why. Not because you don't love us. It's not because your your moral and spiritual support isn't uh, as ardent as ever. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, and it's of course it's more difficult in the last few years. We can only take paper checks and money orders and well concealed cash. And they made gotta... it as difficult as they can for us. But you know what? They can't beat us down. It's like uh, it's like uh, uh, you know uh, Hank Williams Jr. said they can't starve us out and they can't beat us down. You know that's it. It uh, It is a – we're nine days into the third quarter of fundraising appeal, and we actually sent out the letter a couple of days early because of Labor Day. And I actually had to call a couple of people. Said, Did you get the letter? You know, just making sure that they were getting delivered because, uh, you know, few have come back so far. So, no, but seriously, we do need your help or we won't be here. That's just it, and that's all there is to it, and that's the beginning of it, and that's the end of it. And uh, we want to be here, but it just Our takes Our toiling money. is beginning to really bear fruit, folks. This is what's happening. There are – you know, things are coming to a head, and we're certainly not responsible for all of that. But on the other hand, we're here to pick up the pieces and put them back together. We're the people that can make sense of all this uh, chaos that's going on. Uh, help us continue in that work because we're doing this for you. And, Keith, as you mentioned, we have to get out there. We have to network. I mean, we really have become, we always have been, but I think now more than ever a nexus that is very widely respected amongst the others in our ranks. We've been out there on book signings and, and speeches all summer, met a lot of people, audience bigger than ever. We see the numbers, contributions. I know it's tough, folks, but uh, we gotta, we got to keep going. So if uh, you received our third quarter of fundraising appeal in the mail. Please consider sending something back. Everything helps. Say, well, I can't give 
You know, the amount of money I used to give, I can't give $10. $5 is fine. Anything helps. And, and, and we contribute to the show. We're all doing this labor of love. We're all paying, uh, paying for the honor to, to, uh, to battle. Uh, and we've got some great incentive gifts now. Uh, Chris Cantwell mentioned it. The American Free Press, which you're going to get a subscription, it's going to be a gift that keeps on giving. You're going to get it the rest of the year. You're going to help keep us on the air, and you're going to get a gift that's going to arrive in your mailbox twice a month for the rest of the year. Chris said uh, the American Free Press was the biggest hit on his cell block. That's what it is. And see, it is. there are some people you just can't reach except through the printed word. And that's where the American Free Press comes in. And now James is a featured writer for them in every edition I've seen uh Lately. You're a subscri- you're a new subscriber to the American Free Press. Exactly. You've yeah. gotten I know about a half a dozen issues. Yeah, now. I tell you what, I I used to be a subscriber back in the old days, and I got out of it, and I've gotten back on board. And let me tell you, that is a great thing, not only for your edification, but for neighbors and whatnot. You give somebody something that's in writing, they will read it, and when they read it, then we will start making a beachhead with them. Well, it is true. People, different people have different preferences when it comes to how they like to receive their media. So, you know, we've been out there behind podiums this summer. We've been in a new book. We've been now in this paper. I think and there's something I think to me I love a, a, a hard copy print newspaper. I just do. Uh, and, and I know a lot of other people like it, too. But we get on a lot of I'll these. I'll tell you what I do. I get those things and I keep them in my car. And if I ever go to some place I need to for example, have lunch and I don't have somebody to have lunch with, what I do is I'll pull one of those things out and read them. Absolutely. I love to read. I don't know what it is. I love to read something while I eat. I just don't know what it is. I don't like to watch TV while I eat. I like to read something. But um, anyway, so we're out there, and we're going to a lot of these live streams too. If you like to, to, to be able to watch video, we're on a lot of live streams as guests. But the, the radio program is the center of our, of our universe when it comes to our outreach. But we're reaching people a lot of different ways. I'm talking to you. Yes, you, not the other listener that you may think I'm talking to. I need everybody. I need you to support us in any way you can before the end of this month. It is very important. No donation too small. And uh, we, we just need it. We've got great incentive gifts. We'll always tell you thank you. We'll never betray you. We'll never say we're sorry. And we'll never take you for granted. Absolutely. I don't know what else we can say from that. Hopefully that, that reached some folks. We do need some returns to come in uh, so we can continue to do this. And we've got some great shows coming up over the course of the rest of the year. We've got some great ideas in mind and some great projects we want to get into. We've really branched out. But just because we're bigger than we've ever been before doesn't mean that we have the funding we need because it is tough sledding out there for everybody, ourselves included but we got to keep the show going so please help us won't you uh regular contributor intermittent contributor first time contributor uh you can get our p.o box at the website there's no right wing george soros we can turn to for money we have to get people in the grassroots to give us i don't mind telling you the truth about that after all these years we've made more news than most and i think we've done more good than most but we've never received a bequest we've never asked uh we've never asked people to write us into their will and i guess that's why nobody hasn't but we've never received a bequest we've never received any sort of foundational money or grant it's all been hundred dollars fifty dollars fifty dollars twenty dollars two hundred dollars you know if somebody's exceedingly generous and sometimes you get more than that but not and our enemies are swimming in cash and swimming yeah, in you're not you were not getting fifty thousand dollar checks or hundred thousand dollar checks or million dollar checks or the you know the things that we're, we're up against uh so anyway folks we need you i don't know what else to say we need you i hope you'll respond i hope you like the show enough to do that i hope you'll consider it a small sacrifice um to support a show that has been around from uh, the very beginning. I mean, the, really the turn of the century. 
and has really I, outpaced. I like that song. We were country when country wasn't cool. Uh, we've done it longer than most, and we've done it more effectively than most, and we want to continue to do it, and uh, we ask for your support. And this, our third quarter fundraising drive, great gift incentives will be coming your way. I want to thank Chris Cantwell. We'll talk to you next week. I am out of time and out of my voice. I've gone hoarse over the course of this show. <laughs> Good night, everybody. For Keith Alexander, I'm James Edwards. We love you. God bless you. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.